Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You are now listening to the hottest true crime podcast in the streets. Hello and welcome to the first episode of Affirmative Murder of 2022. This is the Equal Opportunity True Crime Comedy Podcast. I am Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Francel Evans. Oh, yes, right a minute, Mr. Postman. Yeah, man, I'm the mailman. Can't you tell, man? Gonna post it. What up? First of all, if you're listening to this, give, it a, give up a round of applause for yourself for making it through the ghoulish year that was 2021, Fran. What a year that was. Yeah. Uh, I don't really want to set the bar high for 2022, but I feel like we should, you know, congratulate <laughs> ourselves, pat ourselves on the back for just making it to here. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to whatever's to come. How are you feeling about uh, the, the new year so far? I don't know, man. I just don't. I don't. I, I, somebody, one of the listeners um, hit me up about something and I told them it makes me nervous. Every time it's to, about to be the first of the year, it makes me nervous. Like when it's the end of the one year, but it makes me nervous every time. Cause like you don't, it's like you open up in this door, you opening opening this door, and you don't know what's behind it. Mm. But that's exciting too. Is it? <laughs> it used to be. You know, yes? before twenty nineteen, yeah, before twenty nineteen, it, it was a little, it was a lot more exciting than you know the pandemic being behind one of the doors, and you know a whole bunch of celebrities and stuff dying and everything, and imagine, people dying from sickness. Yeah, but, you know, before we get anything else, rest in peace, Betty White. Rest in peace, imagine, to Betty White. Dying on the last day of the year. But you know something, uh, I was talking to a friend, and they said that their mom said that it's actually a good omen because Betty White died on the last day of 2021 and not the first day of 2022. True. So it didn't kick off 2022. It like ended the shitty hellish year of 2021. I, I guess it depends on the way you look at it. But I just seen, I just saw her on the cover of People magazine. Sure. And it was like, oh, what does Betty White think before 100th birthday? It's like she's about to hit the century mark, bro. I tell you all the time, I'm trying to, I'm trying to hit 100. I'm not. And it's like, bef- like I think her birthday was on the 17th. Yeah, her birthday was like right around the corner. That's crazy, man. Yeah, she's, right around, she's right around the corner. We're still gonna celebrate like she made it to. It's, we're, gonna, we're gonna turn up for Betty. What is it? What it was, sure. I saw an article. It was like technically she did because her birthday's in a leap year, so technically she's like a hundred okay. and something. I don't want to be 99, man. I want to make it to a nice firm 75, and then whatever <laughs> happens from there happens from there. That's 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 my outlook. I don't want to be decrepit. 
And I don't know if Betty White was decrepit. <laughs> you know, I don't know. You know, we saw her on cover of People Magazine. I'm sure they did a little airbrushing, make that smile look like it used to. Tweety Bird's grandmother, she had that little glimmer in her eye. Yeah. She was 99 blickies, man. That's a lot of trips around the sun. Yeah. You know, I'm sure, she, I'm sure she is it. What do you mean, yeah. is it? That's a, that's a lot more than most people get. 99 is not the average. 99 years old, you've seen a lot of shit. You wake up, you, your elbow hurts. I'm just saying, man, like, we don't need to be too sad. Betty White did it, you know? She lived it up. So let's celebrate her work. I wanted her to hit 100, so it's sad for me. So. <laughs> <laughs> Betty White is in, is in a peaceful place right now. She, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm sure she, you know, there's no more, no more pain and no. any of that kind of stuff. So rest in peace to Betty White, you know, much love. I'm going to do a little honorary thing for her in a little bit when we get through some of the topics I want to talk about, but much love to Betty White. Yeah, but how, but okay, whatever. What? What are you going to How's that crazy though? To make it to 99? How's that like, she's a I didn't say it was crazy. What do you mean? Is that, how is that crazy? How's that you don't, you can't fathom, you know, no. most people don't make it to 99. I know, but some people make it past 100. So what does that mean? Who do you know? I don't know anybody personally. Yeah, some, do a person in Thailand somewhere that like only eats banana, uh, <laughs> Just the skin of the banana, not even the whole banana. And they live to be 115 years old or something like that. Again, that's that's weird, too. Most people make it to like 80. The mortality rate is going up, obviously. You know, people are living longer, but it's still crazy to live it to be 99. And be cognizant and know who you are and who your family is. Most people don't get all of the... You might live to be 99, but you're not like spry and doing marathons. Like these videos we see on the internet, those are... Uh, uh, Abnormalities, man. Those are anomalies. Those don't happen. Whereas my like grandma, this hundred and two year old man did a 40, 40 meter dash. My grandmother, rest in peace, her soul, uh, Grandma Sunny, passed away uh, in twenty twenty one. She's about to be ninety seven. Yeah, on Christmas. That's incredible. Fully aware of everything. Uh huh. You know, speech was going slow enough. Sure, but fully aware. That is an anomaly. And COVID took my grandma, so she was on her way. Yeah, to hundred. Yeah. But three years is a long time, man. Your grandma it? did it, man. 97 is a... We can't even really... We got all can't do nothing but celebrate at the funeral. Yeah. You could be bummed out because grandma's not here anymore, but 97 is incredible, man. Yeah. That's not a gone too soon. You can't say that. Can't say that. It's too soon to 100. I wanted her to get to 100, so it was too soon. <laughs> man, rest in peace. Rest, rest in peace to, to Betty White. Rest in peace to Grandma Sonny. Yeah. And, you know, listen, my grandma made it to like... 86 and she was not killing it at 86 she was you know what i mean like everybody doesn't get to you know living to be in the 90s is not as glamorous for everybody it's my only point yeah. now for betty white it's as glamorous as it can get but yeah. you want to go on jimmy fallon tonight she's like uh maybe yeah you know and if she wants to do that she has the strength for it cool but if not then she's not gonna do it 99 is a hell of an accomplishment, man. So much love yeah. to Betty White. Yeah. Much love to all the grannies and granddads yeah. out there living to be in their 90s and doing their thing. I won't be one of them. I hope get, I get Dr. Kevorkian on the phone <laughs> on my 82nd birthday. Why? Listen, just, just, just so we can have a consultation. Just so we can go, what are my options? I think you, you know, get more to life when My it's back like, hurts. I think you get more to life when you go... And every day that comes after this is just whatever. That's how I feel, but you are, no, that's, don't make it like that. You're like, I'm going to live to be this 100 years old. Yes. Yeah, yeah, no. I, if, I, if I live to be 100 years old, I'm not going to call Dr. Gabor. I'm not going to have somebody kill me. Yeah. If I live to be 100 years old, cool. But once I turn like 65 years old. We'll be both old, to be 100. I'd be crazy. What is <laughs> Martin Lawrence, that <laughs> life movie, Eddie, Eddie Murphy, fucking older shit. <laughs> if I live to be 100, that'd be crazy. And whatever happens, happens. But. 
when I turn like 65 years old, I'm eating what I want. I'm doing what I want. Just, whatever. I'm just living my life, man. I'm not going to be like, crazy. well, I'm trying to, I only eat a bowl of oatmeal for breakfast. And then at nighttime, I go on a walk. I'm like, listen, man, I'm eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches 24-7. 60? 65. It's retirement age. I'm retiring from everything when I hit retirement That's age. That's crazy. Retiring from in shape. I'm retiring from everything. Uh, being fi- you can financially say that, conscious. You can say that now, but when you have kids, that you, you will you won't do that. Hey, bro. So you go, Dad, uh, you wouldn't do that. Okay. But <laughs> at, at 65, my kids will be a grown-ass people. It's not some cute little fucking, like, no. baby. Like, oh, Pop off, home, daddy. Man, man, you have a life. <laughs> go pay your mortgage. I'm eating a sandwich at midnight because I'm doing what I wanted. I lived yeah. my life, and now I'm going to do what I want to do. That's my outlook on life. Yeah. Huh? For now, you know what I'm saying? I'm being health conscious. I don't want to be, you know, in danger, morbidly yeah. obese. Anything else. I don't want to be any of those kind of things. Um, but when I hit, like, 65, fuck it. I mean, which wearing big shirts. Like the King of Queens. Yeah. I'm going to be like, that's my goal is to be like the King of Queens at 65. You do that. <laughs> but yeah, rest in peace to Betty White. We got a little, you know, tribute coming up to Betty White in a small way later on. Fran, yes. a lot happened. We took a fucking, what, a week off, 10 days, no more than that. Yeah. We have, you know, we, went, we took Christmas break off. Yeah. A lot of shit happened in that break that we didn't get to talk about. Did it? One of the big things, oh, fuck, there was a, an active search for a serial killer. They found him in Fairfax, Virginia, the shopping cart killer. Yeah. Saw that, yeah. Yeah, his name's Anthony Robinson. This dude killed, confirmed four people. They think he might have killed more. Absolutely insane. Black dude. He was meeting women on social on dating sites, mm-hmm. um, meeting up with them at motels, yep. killing them, and then he just put their body in a shopping cart and, and walked them to his kind of wooded graveyard where he would dump the bodies. Wow. Insane. He was walking through like parking lots of businesses and stuff with people bodies. Just didn't know. People weren't paying attention, man. People don't that's the thing, bro. People don't pay attention to vagrants. Like people don't pay it. People don't look people that they think that are homeless in the eye. They are invisible. They could have been been in bags. I guess so. I mean, I'm I'm sure he might've wrapped them up in some kind of way, but they, but they didn't, they found just, they found remnants. Like they found body. They found a body in a, like a plastic bin inside of the shopping cart. That was what alerted them. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, they, they try, they trace, they trace it to Anthony Robinson and started doing their, their backwards work and stuff. And then they found footage of uh, him walking around the parking lot with the shopping cart where the body was found in. So, and then they picked him up, but there was an active hunt for a serial killer where they had to put in a, they had to make an, like a statement, a public statement saying like, there's a serial killer. Was he homeless? Um, If he wasn't homeless, he wasn't in the best situation. What if he knew they was looking for him? Oh, I mean, oh, I mean, yeah, just because like word of mouth, even he has a phone okay. because he yeah, is meeting women on dating apps. True. So, True. Yeah, yeah, you get to probably get alerts. True. Um, absolutely insane. So he's been apprehended. Thankfully, they believe he may have more victims. I'll try to keep abreast of that story as best as possible. But four confirmed four confirmed victims. Um, uh, Bethany, Bethany Redman, rest in peace to her. Rest in peace to Tanita Smith. They believe he's also responsible for Cheyenne Brown's death, who was a young lady who went missing. A couple of months ago, and then uh, they found video of her getting on a train, and then he used the same train station. So they think it's possible that um, he's connected to her death as well. Mm-hmm. They also they tentatively identified her, so they only identified the body that they think is her through a tattoo. Okay. So they don't know for sure that it's Cheyenne Brown, but they think it's possible that it is her. Either way, there's four victims that they that they believe he's connected to. So four bodies, and uh, only two of them are for sure confirmed so far as far as last time I checked but they think it's possible that he did more because his be his MO was sporadic and just there was no real rhyme or reason to it he was just meeting women on dating apps and yeah. whatever so again warning to women out there I also would love to hear 
lighthearted versions of obviously maybe that'll be our next town hall um like i want to hear like dating stories i want to hear like you know in the world of tender and hinge and bumble and all this stuff we're hearing a lot of stories of serial killers using these apps to lure women into situations to take advantage of them and murder them and stuff so obviously i don't want to hear about horribly things i don't want to hear about anything that nobody wants to talk about but I think that there are probably some crazy stories of internet dating. I met this person and he didn't look anything like his picture and that kind of stuff. And cause this is a crazy world out there, man. People will f- like straight up f- be a fraud and still have the audacity to come meet you in public. Yeah. That's like, that's the most brazen thing of a- a- everything that I've anything ever to say that this is your picture, set up a date, you know, coordinated time and then just show up and be like, yeah, no, I'm not six, three or black. Or I'm a woman, you know. Like these things are not verified on these on these. Those don't now? mean anything, man. So no? no, they don't mean anything, bro. They don't mean. No. I'm telling you, man. I don't think that shit means anything to be verified on Tinder. That verified no, no, check. No, I'm, talk, I'm not talking about verified check. I'm talking about well, it could be a check, but I'm saying that like because you know they have like blue checks on Tinder. Yeah, but I mean like it should be that should be connected to your Facebook. Account, sure. Okay. Where you can go on Facebook and go. Do your research as uh-huh. far as like, unless somebody's like, yeah, but you ever remember? Making did up? you watch Catfish? I told yeah, you, not the show, the movie. No, I didn't watch the movie. The movie, Neve, the guy, yeah. the, who hosts Catfish, is that the, the show. Guy with gray hair? No, that's Max. That's the other one. Neve is the, or he's the first. He invented the term. Gotcha. Him and his brother did a documentary movie called Catfish okay. about Neve, who got catfished by a woman who made like forty accounts and just was commenting. You know, yeah, she was her cousin. She was the cousin. Yeah. She was the daughter. Cause that's how it all started. He met her daughter and she did art or something like that. And he was like, oh, I love your art. And then he became like her mentor, but she's fake. The mom is her. The mom is a aunt. The aunt is commenting on the little girl's art. The mom does the art. It was all crazy. So it's, there's no limit to what somebody could do from these phones in these, in, in a basement somewhere, man. Like you could, you could formulate a whole fake life and just trap people, get money out of them, murder them. It's nuts. It's a crazy world, man. Yeah. So rest in peace to all the victims with Anthony Robinson. Again, I'll try to get as much information on that. I'll be keeping keep an eye on that as much as possible. Another crazy thing that happened. This is almost back to back, friend. Down in Florida, you know, of course, Florida doing their thing as always. <coughs> uh, Willie Maceo Cruz. I mean, uh, sorry, Willie Maceo Suarez was this dude who was a real estate agent. Good looking dude. You know, he Cruz from. I don't know <laughs> something with a Z in it. Sorry, <laughs> not to be. It's not. Yeah. Suarez Cruz, I don't know. Uh, Willie <laughs> Willie Maceo Suarez, yeah, was where he's working for Century Twenty One. Mm. He was a realtor. His Instagram profile still up. Crazy. I went and scoped through Did it. Did you? Yeah, it's a lot of like all real comments? all real estate stuff. Oh, there's comments, like comments but the comments are up. The comments are up to like nine hundred. Like it's like a hundred likes, which feels like that's what it was, or like thirteen likes, which yeah. I feel like is what it was at. But then like a hundred comments. Mm. So that tells me cursing about shit. I didn't look at the comments, oh, but I would imagine shit, that it was something, it's something like that. Or like, this is crazy, but they're all like real estate pictures or pictures of him next to Lamborghinis. And mm-hmm. he was, it, it feels like the profile of a person who is trying to sell houses. Yeah. That was his main thing. And apparently he was going on killing sprees, murdering homeless people. Yeah. He shot two homeless people. Then they linked him from a video surveillance camera of him the night his car and his self was in the area where a homeless person got stabbed to death back in October. And they think this dude was just going around murdering homeless people. 
So I don't know. It's crazy times, man. I mean, I know this yeah. is nothing new. People do crazy stuff, but you know, we were just on Jensen and Holes when we were talking about the most vulnerable population, the homeless. You know, like people don't know these people by name. People don't miss these people when they disappear. There's nobody looking for a lot of these people a lot of the time. And for somebody to decide to target them for whatever reason, he was shooting them in their sleep. These weren't even confrontations. Like he just was like, you have the nerve to be sleeping here on the ground murdered. Dang. Absolutely insane. I don't, and again, I don't know where Cruz came from, but yeah, it's cold blooded, man. Willie Maceo Suarez, another case that I'll be keeping an eye on. Absolutely fucking insane. And those two happened in the time that we just were taking a quick break, man. All murders are shocking, but for like, those people like, wait, what? Did he just find out it's him? Is this like people that know him and stuff like that? That's, yeah. that's probably a crazy. Again, if you go look his name up, you will find his Instagram. And, I don't want that bad um, idea. We, we, say, we say here, we say here, we've said here from like episode one, like, you know, people only show you what they want to show you. Yeah. You can't ever truly know somebody. And that's what the Miami police department was saying. Like, you know, they were saying what they said was we go after the crime. Mm-hmm. Where that leads us will be surprising sometimes, but you, that it just tells you that you can't judge a book by its cover. Because again, yeah. if you look at these dudes' pictures, he's drinking white wine spritzers and he's on balconies and he's standing in front of Lamborghinis and he's wearing suits. And the last thing that you would think is he is uh, murdering homeless people. Yeah. You know, like I mean, I and I, that's just such a. I'm not saying you would look at this guy wouldn't think he like. Beats his significant other or drinks a lot or has addictions. Yeah. It's just to to be executing homeless people is such a dark thing. Yeah. That if you look at him, you wouldn't think it you wouldn't think it would be that. I'm not saying this guy looks like he doesn't do anything wrong, but what he is on what he is charged with is like one of the most horrible and gruesome things I've ever heard of. And if you look his name up, he's shirtless drinking out of wine glasses. And you're like, wait, what? Yeah. It's some real, uh, what's that movie with Christian Bale? It's, it's a, some American Psycho shit. Like, this dude's wearing a suit. He looks all clean cut, business, NFTs. He's into cryptocurrency, this, that, mm-hmm. and the third. And then he fucking goes out in his suit at night and murders homeless people for a thrill, possibly. Who knows? Maybe he just wanted to get a thrill. Like, you know, like, uh, what do they say in Always Sunny in Philadelphia? The, the, the perfect hunt or whatever, like yeah. hu- hunting human beings. Mm-hmm. It might be that kind of shit. I don't know. He might be into some dark fucking shit. I don't know. But it was crazy, and I didn't get a chance to talk about it because it happened while we were on break. So I said, when we get back, I got to touch on those two stories because they're absolutely insane, and I'll be keeping an eye on them in 2022 because I'm really fascinated by both of those stories. It's insane. Fran. Yeah. This week is a big week for us. Is it? We've been putting in work uh, during during the winter season, the month of December. And as you saw, I sent it to you, and I've put it on social media uh, we got a new graphic that came in for our Patreon podcast, Cons- Conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first two episodes of Conspiracy will be coming out this Thirsty Thursday. So this episode that you're listening to came out on Monday, this Thirsty Thursday, uh, January 6th. We're taking back January 6th. That, that, that day will not live in infamy, and we will not let those fucking uh, anti-American people that stormed <laughs> the Capitol own the 6th. Shit, that was a year ago? That was a year ago. <laughs> that was coming up on a year ago. Damn. Yeah, 2021 was bananas. That's how we kicked off. Listen, if we make it to the 6th and all that happens is we drop this Patreon podcast, I'll be like, yeah, we're already winning se- severely. Like, Have you is- seen on social media it comes up, like, I've seen it the past couple years where it's like this collage of like every month. Things that happen? Every month. Oh, I don't even want to see the 2021 Damn. collage. The it was like this. Fires. Was like, the girl got glue in her hair. That was, that this, was, like, that was 2021? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, man. What a year. 
Anyway, uh, <laughs> so what I what I'll say to people that are on the Patreon, or if you haven't, please join. We got we got big plans for twenty twenty one. I mean twenty twenty two with the Patreon. But in the first few episodes of Conspiracy, uh, we talk about Stevie Wonder. Yeah, is he or isn't he blind? And in episode two, we talk about Flat Earth. Uh, two very good debates. Uh, two very good beers. Yeah, man. We had a great time. I'm really excited for people to hear this. And I'm so thankful to everybody who's joined the Patreon since hearing that the that this podcast is coming out. Because it's going to be fire. You have to. Yeah, you ha- you kind of have to. It's, it's, it's actually pretty nice. I will also, let me just say this. The captain from True Crime Garage said it's the best podcast where two dudes drink beer that he's ever heard. It's That's completely like. an original idea. And we and he, he has never heard anything like it before. Those words came out of his mouth. Yeah. Shout out to the well, actually, what he said, what actually, what he said was, he's like, "Oh no, I've heard something like that before, my podcast." <laughs> so, I was, and 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 so, I disagree. Well, okay, yeah, no, well, that's because he hasn't heard it. <laughs> it's very different from True Crime Garage, but he was just having some fun. Yeah, and maybe we can get him on an episode someday. Um, anyway, uh, speaking of being thankful and all that kind of stuff, I tell, I said, Fran, I said I wanted to do a little tribute to Betty White and a thank you to uh, our wonderful Patreon people. So, yeah, so here we go. Hold on. And Golden Girls, uh, theme music. Oh, yeah. Thank you for being a friend. Shout out to everybody that supported us again. since we started this Patreon, I don't know, two years ago. It's been a hell of a journey. It all started with the WAP, friend. All right, let's kick things off, man. Uh, let's see. Let's start with. We're gonna start with we're gonna start with Janice C because I know we did it. I think that was the last one we started with, so I'm gonna start her kick 2020 off 22 off with a shout out to Janice C. Up next, we're gonna go to this one's a funny name. She said, she said, her, this one's this person's name is Kelly Kelly, and she said in parentheses, "You can use my full name because it's pretty rad." Okay. That's all there. So she got two first names. Her, two first names. Wow. Doing her thing, man. What's your last name? So no. Oh, oh, man! It's all about how you look at the you yeah. know how you look at the prism, you know. Uh, so shout out to Kelly Kelly Thank you for being a friend Up next we got Cynthia W Didn't know this was a full song Well now you know uh, Up next we got Cynthia W Shout out to Cynthia W Much thanks and appreciation For you joining the Patreon Hope you enjoy the content Fucking uh, Conspiracies This Thursday uh, Up next we got Vicky B Shout out to Vicky B Oh Vicky you're so so icky but the, but the, 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 the. No I'm just kidding That's You're not yeah, yeah, yeah she's not icky She's great Thank you for being a friend Vicky Up next we got Clockwork Whispers Oh, it's, what is it's that? very abstract. I don't know. I feel like I just said a spell or something. Hmm. Uh, thank you, Clockwork Whispers, for your support. Much appreciated. I don't know if that's a business. If it's a business, go support Clockwork Whispers. Up next, we got Judith P. Judy P., much love and appreciation. Shout out to you. Thank you for being a friend. Up next, we got Kayla B. Shout out to Kayla B. Thank you for being a friend. Much love to you. Uh, up next, we got Sarah C. Thank you, Sarah C. You are truly a person that I see going far in life. Ah, brought it back around. Yeah. Up next, we got Tay L. Tay. Huh. Oh, Tay. No, that's weird. Uh, <laughs> it's from Little Rascals. Uh, lastly, we got Megan. Shout out to Megan. Megan, thank you for being a friend. And thank you to everybody who joined the Patreon in 2021, 2020, 2022. It's been a hell of a ride. And we hope to continue to bring you guys some new and fresh content. 
Um, again, Fran, shout out to you, man. You come yeah. you come such a long way. I love being able to play with you and and, and, and your banter what? game. Your banter game is getting crazy. Okay. I, I didn't say I didn't say anything crazy. <laughs> Don't make it weird, man. <laughs> I mean, play in the world of comedy, in the realm of comedy. I'm joking. <laughs> hey, you know what's crazy? What? You know, I've been, I've been eating a lot of Chipotle lately, right? Sorry to cut you off. I didn't know that. Well, <laughs> I was just complimenting you, but oh, it's done now. Thanks, I'm over it. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know you had been eating a lot of Chipotle. <laughs> you said that like I would know that. Yeah. And then, you know what? I've never been a fan of guac, right? Yeah, I know. You're not a fan of a lot of things, but okay. And I had it. I, d- I think I didn't like it because of the way it looks. Yeah, probably. Yeah, you're like, six, throw man. some of this on. Fire. Delicious. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> <laughs> so so okay so you're you're sit were you in the McChipotle or you took no, it home? I was home so you drove home bust down the took the the, the ten like, foot let me get off. Of, let me get the guac oh you got side. on the side yeah. okay so you what did you do fork into the guac fork into the bowl like no, I, I just took some out of the thing and put it on a, put it on the on the bowl because I've been eating a lot of uh, avocado lately because I know it's got healthy it. fat yes yes healthy fat yes. so I was like let me get some some guac you know because uh-huh. Chipotle bowl is like seven hundred some calories sure um. Took a bite. Took a bite. I was like, don't say this Damn. Blew your mind like that, huh? And you're 30? Yeah. 30 years old. And the yep. minute, the amount of times that I've had guacamole in my fridge or like, been gross. places with you, and you're like, ugh. No, it doesn't taste like anything is what you said. Yeah. You said it. You said it with confidence, and that's why I left it alone. I said, "Well, you haven't had the right kind of guacamole, man. You know, you Probably. put some salt in it, some lime juice. Nah, it doesn't taste like nothing. Yeah, that's what you said verbatim. Is doesn't taste like nothing. Yeah. Um, you said it doesn't taste like anything, and now you're saying you tried it actually instead of just looking at it and making prejudgments and, and yeah. presumptions about it. You actually tried it and yeah, fired. But is that the first time this thing happened though? Like from, I, before, I didn't used to. I didn't used to like honey mustard. I used to hate honey mustard. What? And Why? Then like, and then like a couple years later, I had it again. I was like, oh, this is delicious. Because you thought it tasted like regular mustard? Or? I don't know. I, I've done that a lot of stuff. I've done that with ranch. I've done that with a lot of stuff, bro. I don't, I don't know what it is. You got to have an open mind, bro. Somebody suggested a piece of content <laughs> where we try like fancy things or things that people say are fancy just, just to get our reactions. And yeah. I think that I could just do one where I try things that are kind of just pretty standard, but I know you won't, you have refused to eat them because of how they look or anything like that. And I think you'd be blown away by most of the things you try. Yeah, if it looks weird, smells weird. I smell everything before I eat it. So if it smells weird, I don't like But guacamole doesn't smell like anything. I know. Maybe that's why I, didn't, I never ate it though. And because it didn't smell like anything, you assumed it didn't taste like, like anything. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> My co-host is seven years old. Uh, but <laughs> what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to get into the first bit of fucked up shit of 2022 so stick around all right and we are back and to have a fresh slate for 2022 i think that it's best for us to have a friendly battle of rochambeau best yeah. two out of three to decide who will go first and kick off 2022 so fran uh whenever Lucky you're man, right. if, if my son was here i'll have him i'll have him battle you for me because he will win every time is that like he's really good at yeah he is <laughs> he's two years old he's not a player Rock, paper, scissors. I'll take your word for it. I, you know, we'll beat you every time. All right, well, let's not get carried away because I'll <laughs> murk your, I'll murk your kid in, in, in rock, paper, scissors and talk shit in his face. I don't care how old he is. He needs to learn how to lose early on in life. Anyway. All right. Ready? Let us uh, hold on, on the count of three. And then we go on shoot. <sighs> we Crap. go on shoot. On shoot. Okay. So rock, paper, scissors, go shoot. Right, well, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> We're going to go. 
rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Okay, got you. So right. one, two, three, four on right. four. Okay, yeah. ready. One, two, three. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Mm-hmm. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Mm-hmm. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I got That's you. Why. Okay, no. Okay. I knew you were going to go scissors first. You think you got me. I knew it. You think you got me. I got something for you, though. Okay, so best two out of three. Fran is one. It's one nothing. Okay. One, two, three. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Oh! Told you. That's two in a row. Well done, friend. Boom. All right, you didn't have to do the whole thing. guns, man. All right, well, yeah. I mean, you did beat me twice. And you go first. Okay. That's fair. All right, Fran. My first affirmative murder story of 2022 is a story out of North Carolina. Okay. Uh, This is the story of the murder of Marquise Timmons Moore. Okay. Okay. So on August 22nd of 2018, police arrived at the home of Marquise Timmons Moore for a wellness check after her co-workers reported that she hadn't been to work for two weeks, right? Okay. After gaining entry into her home, they kicked the door in because the door was locked and, you know, they knocked and did the whole thing. Nobody opened it, so they kicked the door in. After kicking the door in, they found her partially decomposed body naked and restrained to her bed with multiple black plastic garbage bags uh, cinched around her neck and mm. held in place by an electrical cord and a zip tie. Mm. Duct tape was also wrapped in two directions around her face. So somebody just went crazy on her. It was, yeah. you know, it was absolutely terrible. Uh, her wrists were handcuffed and then zip tied to her knees and electrical cords bound with handcuffs to her ankles, which also were zip tied and duct taped together. So she was really just bundled up and wrapped up, you yeah. know, like really wrapped up. The medical examiner ruled asphyxiation as the cause of death. Officers found Here lies the ultimate of all strumpets written in red crayon on the wall above the bed. Now, I see a confusion on your face. Just to let you know, a strumpet is uh, like a a woman of the night, a sex worker, a very promiscuous woman. It's interesting when I get to who the person is responsible for this. In crayon? In crayon. But but interestingly enough, you would think strumpet, when I went to look it up to see what the hell it meant, I thought I was going to find it in the Urban Dictionary. But it's actually like a Shakespearean word. It's it's in the it's in the Webster's dictionary. It's a real word. It's not just like you know how people have like a thought or yeah, something. It's yeah. not it's not that. It's a real word. Strumpet. I never heard it in my life. You know. But yeah, written in crayon above the bed was "Here lies the ultimate of all strumpets." So some you know hints toward infidelity, Jeez. something like that. You know, the thermostat to the home was set at fifty six degrees, which I didn't even know thermostats could do. But all power to the home, other than the air conditioner, had been shut off at the main circuit box. Timmons Moore's husband, Michael John Moore Sr., had clearly fled the state in the car that they shared, adding to a very long list of reasons that he was the number one suspect, mm-hmm. such as the, strump- the, the, the strumpets thing and it being their house and you know, just the violent matter of the, of the attack. And also he's the husband. Yeah. Number one suspect usually. Michael wasn't able to evade police for long, however, because he was arrested 11 days later in Las Vegas, Nevada, after he allegedly sold his wife's car and pawned her jewelry there. Damn. He was extradited to Cumberland County Jail in Fayetteville, North Carolina, and given no bond. This was back in 2018, in the summer of 2018. Michael John Moore is set to stand trial in 2022. He's charged with first-degree murder, first-degree kidnapping, and common-law robbery in the 2018 slang of his wife. The state is seeking the death penalty. Mm. Uh, Marquise's mother told authorities that her daughter suddenly married Michael just over a year before her murder and moved to North Carolina from Maryland. 
Her mother said she and Marquise would talk nearly every day. And then after the marriage, she said their contact declined. Wait, he got caught in Vegas? He got caught in Vegas. So he drove from North Carolina to Vegas, which is at least a two-day drive. She also went on to state that she and Marquise had no contact in the final few months before her death. Mm. And this is a very common tactic for abusers i just want to put that out there i'm sure a lot of women know this but some people might not know the red flags and the signs to look out for so in a lot of situations the abuser will isolate you and cut you off from people who care about you who and who might be able to break whatever kind of hold they're trying to put on their Mm -hmm. victim so they they pull them away and they start to try to monitor and dictate who they can and can't talk to what they can wear and a myriad of other type of abusive things that they do, mm-hmm. all, all kind of rules that they come up with. And they try to frame it like it's for the betterment, it's for the best for our relationship, letting these other people get in our business and all that kind of stuff. But really, they just want you as far away from anybody so that they can be the main source of control in your life. Now, this story is obviously heartbreaking and terrifying and, and absolutely horrible, but it's personally interesting to me for another reason. I know Michael John Moore. Really? Yes. Uh, his first wife, who he is still technically married to, so he's also a polygamist, is my godmother. What? Um, I spent a lot of my young age getting McDonald's and playing Sega Dreamcast with Michael Moore Sr. and um, my godbrother, Michael Jr., and uh, his other daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, and when my mother told me about this story about a year ago, she said, I always knew Michael was crazy, but... Mike is what we called him. But I always knew, she said, I always knew Mike was crazy, but I didn't know he was that crazy. Mm. You know, like it was like, I told my, because it was her friend of, from high school, yeah. who was my godmother. Right. I told her to leave him. He's crazy. He's crazy. He's wacky. Like he was more uh, so crazy, like eccentric and, you know, emotional, volatile, all those kind of things. I never really would say I felt unsafe around him though, mm. but I could tell that he was erratic. So when she told me the story, it was also like a what? Yeah. I knew he was crazy too at six. You know, but I didn't think he was murdered. Somebody things he did that you can remember or what? Well, he just be, he, it was very much, he was easily irritated. Why y'all was playing the game? Like, he was, no, like he was playing the game we're playing the oh. game. I'm like six. And then, you know, I'm not going to say her name, but my godmother might be like, Hey, you know, what's for dinner? Are we going to okay. go there? Man, leave me. You know, like, oh. like a kid, like a, like a, like a, like he was also like, it was as if he was also a kid. Mm. And I told my mom was interesting because my mom had me when she was 20. So. I, if if my mom and her friend are the same age, they were probably like 26. But Mike is four years younger than my mom, okay. so I'm six years old. He has a he has two kids, and I'm hanging out there, and he's 21, 22 years old. Yeah. Now that's young, and we can yeah. say, yeah, maybe that's why it's like I'm playing the game right now. Shut up. But also, it was crazy. Yeah. It was like whoa. I thought he was like snapping a joystick while I was playing because you was beating. No, he wasn't mad at me. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 he wasn't mad at me. We were having fun, but yeah. then it would be like, man, eh, shit get on my fucking nerves. Let's go to McDonald's. But to me, mm. it's like, say it to me as I'm supposed to be like, yeah, man, you know, women. I'm a kid. Yeah. I'm a kid. So I'd be like, yeah. are we getting McDonald's? Okay. Yeah. I just, but he's like, you know what I mean? Why is she talking to me like that? And I'd be like, yeah. yeah. I don't, or you want to go, are we going into the playpen or are you just going through the drive through at McDonald's? Yeah. Do we get the time to go through the slide and stuff? Anyway, man, ah, McNuggets, and we'd just be joking around or whatever. Like that was, but that was my life, you know. Yeah. And, I, and I never felt unsafe in the situation, okay. you yeah. know. I never felt, no, I never saw him hit my godmother. I never saw any of that stuff. I'm not saying it didn't happen. I don't, I don't know whether or not it did. Yeah. Based on now me being older and knowing how emotional and volatile he is, and now seeing where his life led to, mm-hmm. 
he probably was an abusive person then too, but he didn't do it around the kids. Right. From what I can remember, I never saw him hit a woman. So, in that's in the situations where I just want to, I just want to like make that statement to say like I wasn't in like a a part a situation that I felt was dangerous as a kid. My mom wasn't like leaving me at some crazy house yeah, where yeah. women were getting beaten stuff. Yeah. I never saw him hit a woman and ever. But he would be like, "Leave me alone. I'm playing the game," mm-hmm. you know. But I knew I felt uh, a juvenileness to him, mm-hmm. even as a kid. But it's one thing you just kind of like. Just you just know that's off. not how in a well yeah but, but it, you, you just go like eh, well I, yeah, like whatever I'm a kid, yeah, yeah, I'm a kid but yeah. as a ki- but as a kid I recognized that this adult I was like though, yeah. this is not how adults act yeah he's acting like a kid so I noticed that as as a kid also apparently his mother was also convicted of a murder what so there could be some you know hatred for women slash abandonment issues there I think that she may have murdered her her boss or something like that. Dang. Um, I don't that, have like, all. What's what that like a genetic thing? That's what I'm saying. Nature versus nurture. There could be some people have attributed a murder gene. That's controversial, though. There's no like. That's not a for sure thing. I don't think. Not I'm not a specialist. Like where that's confirmed. Like psychologists have confirmed that there's a murder gene. But it's there's conversations about it for sure. That's crazy. Um, but I I think that it 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 lends more towards his mental state. Yeah. Whether she's erratic, whether she flies off the handle, any of those kinds of things, I think it lends more to that than. He, a compulsion to murder. Yeah, because I think he he uh, he acted emotionally. Now, what he did was absolutely tragic, like like horrible and violent, and and it wasn't just um, he reacted and shot her, mm. and then snapped out of his rage. He did a very methodical, cut the air conditioning down, wrapped her up violently, all the writing in the crayon. It was psychotic what he did. So there could be some elements of all kind of psychosis there. I don't know, and you know. Him, his mother being accused of or being convicted of murder as well, might just speak more to his mental state. Yeah. Um, did you remember your mom? Did she talk to you about like how how was it when she first heard the news? Like how was her reaction? Or? We didn't go into deep detail okay. about that. I just I just remember her being like, "Hey, you remember Mike?" Yeah. And I was like, "Yeah." And then she was like, "You know, he murdered his wife." Mm. And I was like, "What?" Yeah. Because it again is so it's so shocking to know. That you spent time around a person, like like significant time. Yeah. You know, I've I hung out with him a lot when I was a kid because that was my godmother, and yeah. those were my godbrother and sister, and they were together at the time. Mm-hmm. They broke up at a point, so he was not around, or he would come pick them up, you know, whatever, whenever his father time or whatever. But at a point, they were together, and then I would be there at my godmother's house, and we'd all be hanging out. He'd yeah. have the games, he'd have all the new systems and stuff, and order pizza. It was very fun, mm-hmm. but also. You just get used to he's going to fly off the handle at some point and get mm-hmm. mad and storm out, slam the door, something. It's just who Mike is, you know, and that's who I knew him as. And now 20 plus years later, I'm being showed an article in my face that he horribly murdered his wife. Yeah. And especially knowing that he was married to my godmother. It's like, oh, wow, damn. Well, shit. I mean, was that in him? Did life make him get to that point or was that all? It could have been at any point that could have been my godmother. Yeah. You know, it makes you think about that. You know, like, was he capable of this the whole time or did he have to go through more life and more whatever to get him to a state where he's capable of doing that to somebody? Mm. So it was just interesting thought experiments that I was having when I found the news out. Yeah. And and that my mom told me this about a year ago and I wanted to talk about it on the podcast, but the story was still developing. So I didn't really know exactly what happened. Yeah. And since then, they've still open. It's still open. The trial starts this year. You know, so I'll come with an update for people when he gets convicted. But like I said, they're seeking the death penalty. It's crazy, man. Yeah. Damn. It's just wild who you run across in life, you know? Yeah. I mean, but it's, we, but it's, it's one of the things where it's like, your mom could go like, what'd I tell you? Like, I told you to, 
I mean, obviously they wasn't together anymore, yeah. but she was like, I told you. Like, yeah. That's one of the things like, that's crazy, man. Yeah. And that's scary as fuck. Like I said, they were still married when he married this woman in 2018. Mm. He, they've been married for like 20 years. They just, she never divorced him. Yeah. So he married this woman while still legally being married. Yeah. That's polygamy. That's also illegal. Now he's got a way bigger fish to fry. He's yeah. fighting a murder that he's going to lose. Cause it definitely was him, but they could throw on a, polygamy charge i don't know if that's like a fine or something like that but that is illegal to do that so it just goes to i guess just another addition to talk about his mental state and how erratic he is and he just wanted to marry this woman quickly after meeting her and didn't care that he already was married or maybe he just forgot maybe he really did forgot he was married you know and i don't you know so but anyway rest in peace to marquis uh ladies out there red flags are real okay keep a tally and know the difference between the jokey red flags on Twitter. Oh, he's never seen Harry Potter. Oh, red flag. And like, no, this is a toxic and dangerous behavior. God, that was a thing. Yeah. It's, uh, let's maybe leave it in. Well, let's not. Let's leave the red flag emojis in 2021. But the red flags, keep an eye on those for sure. Yeah. But I'm getting sick of the jokey ones. Like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't take pre-workout. Red flag. Shut up. Uh. <laughs> But no, there are red flags that are real signs of, and, and are really indicative of, of potential dangerous and toxic behavior, and you should keep an eye on those things. If he doesn't want you to be friends with somebody, if he doesn't like your mom like out of the gate for some reason, like I don't know, I feel like your mom doesn't like me. These are all things you should be keeping an eye on because no man of sound mind who wants to have a healthy relationship with a woman would say that even if they thought that. Because that would start a fight immediately. I would never tell a girl I was dating, like, you know something? I don't really think your mom likes me. And you know something? I don't really like her either. Where do we go? <laughs> Where are we going yeah. from here? How do you, how do you improve upon that? Yeah. For, him to, for him to feel comfortable enough to tell you that tells me that that person is trying to put a divide between you and your mother to isolate you from them so they can have more control. So these are things to just keep an eye if they out first, on. If you, you mean if they just met? Just met. Oh, okay, you know, you. first dinner. Got you. Yeah. They go, well, didn't really. Didn't really hit it off with your mom. I don't really think she likes me. I didn't really like her either. That's crazy. That's a bold thing to say yeah. <laughs> and, and think you're going mean, to. I get you could say, I don't think your mom likes me. You, you could go. I get going like, oh, I don't think I made a good impression. Like right. like self-deprecating. Yeah, like yeah, really yeah. feeling like, oh, I could have done better. Did she think but she didn't like, like my shirt? Well, I don't like her either. Yeah, that's so what I'm like, saying. Like to be like, oh, you know something? We didn't really just, vibe. Stay away from And her. I don't like her. Yeah. So don't bring her to the house. You're like, what? You know? But that those are, people do that. That happens. And it causes rifts in relationships. Some people choose their significant others over their family every day. Mm. You know, and it doesn't always, I don't think, you know, it doesn't always end in something as tra- tragic as this, but it's never healthy if somebody's trying to d- divide you from your brothers and your sisters and your mother and your father, unless you come from a really fucked up family. Yeah. And they really are like a good in your life. And they're saying, yeah, you shouldn't let your parents talk to you that way. They're really, they're like really affecting your self esteem. That's one thing. That's different. That's different. Yeah, if yeah. it's like noticeably like, no, your family's the problem. I'm, yeah. I'm trying to help you. Yeah. They shouldn't be treating you that way. But just somebody making up fake problems and stuff is crazy. And they're trying to, that's a red flag. So ladies, keep an eye on those red flags. And you know, the jokey red flags are funny. They're good for Twitter and for Instagram and stuff. But like, there are real, real red flags to be on the lookout for. And they shouldn't tally up. Yeah. You know, you can tally up the, Oh, he's never seen the notebook. Oh, yeah, whatever. You can tally those up. But like, uh, he gets really mad when he gets drunk. No, you probably, that's a real red flag. And you don't want to have another one that's on that level come up. Yeah. He gets real mad when he uh, gets drunk and uh, he, hit, he hits the dog. 
You're like, what? Oh no, he just feels like the best discipline for a dog is a physical abuse. It's, it's like, uh, hey, I have a house together. Yeah, you're, wow. you're like, um, <laughs> listen, those are two insane. <laughs> you need to leave uh, the situation immediately. Yeah. So keep an eye on those red flags, ladies. Anyway, that was my story. Uh, what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, it's Fran's turn to tell you some fucked up shit. So stick around. Welcome back. It's my first affirmative murder of 2022. The story of the lynching of John Evans. Now, what if I came over here and was like, hey, man, I just found out that I had a, a family member who was lynched. I mean, and you then, probably do. That would be crazy. That'd but be, this I'd isn't like, that? No, there's, I, okay. there's no relation. Okay. No but no, I mean, like we both, I mean, it's, I mean, it's not, it wouldn't be. I wouldn't be blown away if I did my ancestry and looked and found out that something horrific happened to somebody in my family. I just don't get that though. I don't get the ancestry. I just don't. I don't understand. What do you mean? So you just put your like spit in there or something like DNA and, <laughs> yeah, like, okay, yeah, and they go like swab your mouth. Oh, yeah. are these people related? Like, how does that? Yeah, but they also go through like um, catalogs. They go off of your last name, your your um, grandparents' last names and stuff, and they just trace you back as far as possible. And DNA helps some for other stuff more than. Um, like tracking ancestry. I think a lot of ancestry is done through like logs and stuff. Have you done it? No. Have you, anybody know you done, anybody you know done it? Mm, not the not the tracing back family parts, but like doing the I how accurate it is. I mean, if this if they go, yeah, your your uh great-grandfather's last name was Smith and then we found his parents, like, that's what they do. They just keep so They seem like back. so what is it? But the, it's the, just the, like the mouth swap thing would be like you're from Lagos oh. or Lagos in Africa. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you're, 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 you know, Cambodian. So they just like, is it just like, they send you like a, a chart of just like these names, the people or something like that? Mm-hmm. They send you your family tree. Oh, they got pictures in it, you know? Some of them, if there's pictures in the really? history. That'd be crazy. Yeah. You see some pictures, some dude from 1847 that looks just like you, but has yeah. like a, a mustache that like, curls around. What the? Shit is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be wild. Yeah. So my story is the lynching of John Evans. So between 1882 and 1968, 4,743 people were reportedly lynched in the United States, mm. 3,446 of whom were black. In 1914, the, the Tuskegee Institute reported that 51 of 55 lynching victims were black. The same year, the crisis, a NCAA magazine reported that 69 of 74 victims were black. South Florida led the nation in lynchings per capita from 1900 to 1930. Mm. A November 10th issue of the St. Petersburg Independent published um, hours before the crimes spoke optimistically of the city's future. The city was growing with a new gas plant, garbage incinerator were almost finished. A new library was, was under construction and a second railroad was being built and the existing Atlantic Coastline Railroad was heavily promoting the city. Now, this was in St. Petersburg. So this is in um, uh, Florida. Florida. Yeah. So during this time, St. Petersburg promoted itself as the cleanest and most comfortable little city in the South. Hmm. <laughs> Disagree with that? <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, I'm just like, that's quaint. It sounds, uh, it sounds yeah. appealing. Sounds yeah, like a yeah, place yeah. I would go visit. Yeah. Right, right. So Edward Sherman was a 55-year-old photographer and land developer from Camden, New Jersey. For several years, he had operated a photography studio on Central Avenue. But in 1913, he directed his interest in real estate promotion. He purchased a large, isolated stretch of land 
on John's Pass Road, now called 13th Avenue. I'm sorry, 13th Avenue North, and planned on turning it into St. Petersburg's newest suburb called Wildwood Gardens. Apart from a single-story bungalow he built for himself and his wife, the land had yet to be developed. The property was a half mile from his nearest neighbor, which at the time was considered out in the country. So Sherman had 11 black men working on his property until only a few days before the murder that I'm about to speak about, John Evans had been one of them. Evans, who had come from um, Denellen to St. Petersburg only a few months, few months, bef- few weeks before. Denellen? Yeah. Is that in Florida? Yeah, that's in Florida. Too. Okay. Had been working for Sherman as a chauffeur and performing other odd jobs. On November 7th, three days before the murder, Sherman fired Evans. The reason is unknown, but an acquaintance said that Evans seemed to carry a grudge. On the night of his death, Edward Sherman went to bed around 8 p.m., sleeping in a corner with a low, narrow widow, I mean, sorry, low, narrow window on either side and two large ones in the front. His wife, Sherman, Mary Sherman, was sitting in the adjoining parlor, making Christmas baskets out of grass and, pin, and pine needles. At around 10 p.m., a shotgun was fired and Mrs. Sherman ran toward the bedroom where her husband lay only to see his head blown off. Mm. She said a black man then stuck a gun in her face, demanded money, and threatened to kill her. Though she handed over about $100, Miss Sherman said a second black man dragged her outside, beat her with a pipe, and ripped some of her clothes off. She did not explicitly, explicitly say she was raped, but the newspaper articles published after the fact implied she was. The two men ran off, and Mrs. Sherman said that she fainted when she woke up to see her husband's corpse. She fainted again. She regained consciousness around 3 a.m., stumbled over to a neighbor's house. The message was relayed from house to house until making it to one with a telephone. Police were notified to, of the incident, and the word spread throughout the community. The two black men had attacked the Shermans. Now, um... Immediately after this murder has happened, um, her husband see her, you know, obviously her husband's dead. It's like two black men came and shot my husband. Sure. Right. Came in, you know, beat me up or whatever. And these people's, these people articles, obviously this is the South. So they, you know. Want to fan the flames. and Yeah. So it's like, yeah, she was was sexually assaulted. yeah. Yeah. So she was taken to Augusta Memorial Hospital where she was said to be hovering near death. As she came to, she told police she thought she recognized Evans' voice during the attack. Evans became the leading suspect. He was taken into police custody, but when brought before Mrs. Sherman for identification, she could not place him as her attacker, and he was released. A second man, Ebenezer B. Tobin, was also accused of the crime and was brought to the county jail in Clearwater. So this is the other guy they say she said that was the second guy that was supposedly that helped rob her. Mm. Despite the arresting deputy's claim that he was not involved, sheriffs kept news of the arrest quiet so mobs wouldn't be encouraged to inf- to infiltrate the jail and take matters into their own hands. Sure. The next morning, rumors spread through word of mouth uh, and sensational newspaper headlines. Anxiety and rage triggered a massive manhunt by armed whites. 
Hundreds of black men were detained and questioned, in some cases roughed up. So whatever black man they saw walking the street, it right, was like, right. that's John Evans or whoever, you know, uh, robbed the Shermans. Mm-hmm. So crowds dashed wildly around the city looking for suspects, some even scouring the woods north of town. The St. Petersburg Commission ordered all, um, all bars to be closed, but Central Avenue remained crowded until midnight as white residents continue to, to speculate about the assailant's location. Now, imagine being in a, you know, with everything going on, obviously you're black, you don't have the rights the same as white people. Mm-hmm. But living in a town where it's like, you in this community with a number of black people. Mm-hmm. It's like, we don't bother nobody. But something pops off and it's like, now you're taking every black person you see mm-hmm. and it's like, now we all have to leave yeah. to get out of town. They get on they're trained. Yeah. They gotta leave everything. You get on they the might boats. Never, they might not ever come back. Yeah, they might have to like leave. Just leave our house behind. That's it's, and that's, it's, that's when we talk about stuff. We talk about generational wealth. Yeah, and being able to build something. Imagine you're you just started a bakery. Bakery's going well, and then some. At some point, some white dude dies in the town, and it's like I have to leave because they're gonna burn down my bakery. Yeah, I'm gonna have to either start from scratch or I can take whatever money I have in the cash register. Bag it up, move, and try to be a baker somewhere else. And then you know what happens? In a lot of cases, you go to another town, and they end up just working at some white dude's bakery. Yeah. And then you never you had it you had your own. That's gone. And now it's gone. And now you just work for people. Yep. And you never get to build back what you had. Yep. So black people fled, many evacu- evacuating their own neighborhoods. Some took trains. Some walked along Atlantic coastline tracks, and some took boats. About a hundred armed men surrounded. Augusta Memorial Hospital, where they intended to prevent the escape of any suspect being brought before Mrs. Sherman. On November 12th, posses raided black homes early in the morning and took six men to jail. I mean, these, this, this, these are not people. Th- these, it's not these are citizens these are just people. Violent it's, citizens arrest. Just breaking in people's house early in the morning, like, oh, yeah. we just taking you. You're black. Yep, just take you. Um, one group fired three shots at a black man walking alone on, no- on 9th Street South. A posse raiding a house in Methodist town where Evans had lived found a blood a bloodstained shirt and shoes, mm. which another resident said were Evans. Weren't? They it was his. Were. Yeah, were Evans. Okay. Though that resident later recanted his his statement. Oh. The posse took it as a sufficient evidence to pursue Evans. Well, it's good enough. And there's no such thing as DNA at this point. No. no. It's just uh, red handed. Yeah. It's like if somebody goes, yeah, he, that was him. I saw him come home late, late, blood on his shirt and everything. Mm-hmm. Up, oh, we got him. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I didn't. Actually, I li- they I told lied. me to say they that. They told me. <laughs> I said that. I, was, I signed hand. that piece of paper, yeah, with a gun in my mouth. So after being released from jail, Evans had gone to work for a black man along 5th Avenue South and 22nd Street. Someone revealed his whereabouts to police who gave directions to to the posse. So he's now been released twice. He, believed, they brought, he, the, he was a suspect initially, right? No, 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 no. Well, they brought him to uh, the, the for questioning or whatever. Because the wife said she thought she heard his voice, right? Yeah, but this is what they were saying that after he was released. That's what, what I'm saying. So they let him go for that, right? Yeah, they let him go. And now a mob came and got him, you're saying? Yeah, now he found, now he found out where he's at. Oh, this is okay, and they can't, that's this is where the bloody shirt and everything was found. Yeah, this, got it. Okay, so this they, is how they, they got to him, right? So they, God, was, I thought you were was, saying they found him, brought him in, and then no, 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 they found him, released him, and then it was like when he's when he was released, when he let him go, he left. He, he left, left town. He left town. Started got a, got another job or whatever, and it was like somebody said something. Somebody mm-hmm. told some people they got they got a they got a trail on. Yeah, him. and then knew and then found where he was at. Yeah, so and they found him with with a bloody shirt 
when he found out his his residence right. that he had. Do you know yeah. like, how long, how much time has passed since the since the murder of the man in his house? Like for him to be have been arrested and released, has it been weeks, a month, uh, two months? Let me see. So the murder happened. Um, because I'm just trying to piece together the likelihood that he would have bloody stuff with him after he's left town escaping this horrible, you know, murder that he was accused so, of. So the murder happened November the 10th. Okay. This was days, bro. This is oh, day- oh, this was like okay. a okay. week okay. after the murder. It was like, especially like around this time, like yeah. there was no time to pass. Uh, we letting authorities do yeah, investigations. Yeah. No, we're going to get justice. Yeah, we're going to, every, the word okay. spread, it was like, oh, we're going after this dude. Cause I'm just like, I mean, like, is it possible that he's guilty? I mean, it doesn't make it okay for them to do lynching justice or whatever, yeah, like yeah. You know, street mob justice. Yep. But I'm just saying, like, if it had been a year since the since the murder of this guy, and they quote unquote found a bloody shirt in this man's home after he left town, I'd be like, Come, he has the bloody shirt still. Yeah. But you're telling That's me crazy. it's been days. It's, it's like, I don't know. but even it's just, still it's to just, have it, I don't know. Again, it's like you said, it's just it's it's lightning the fires go. It's, yeah, it's they, like they this, hear something. We have they evidence. Hear, yeah, we have evidence. Like, oh, now we now we know yeah. it's him. We have to. It could also just be like we have to say that we found evidence. So yeah. let's just say do, we found a bloody shirt. Yeah, well, no, okay. <laughs> they don't. That's true. Did they, they take people out their house? That's true. Yeah. Shooting yeah. them and stuff like it's crazy. That's true. Uh, it's like it's. I, I think we talked about this before. It was like it's like this. You know, we can't just as much as we want to shoot these Negroes. Mm-hmm. We gotta wait till they give us a reason to. Yeah, yeah. Now yeah. we have a reason to yeah, yeah, just yeah. to shoot. Yeah, everybody. Whoever, because one of them did something. Yeah. yeah now yeah. it's just one of them is just a whole black community. Now we can yeah. just tag all you guys because mm-hmm. now we have a reason to. So that's so why the, we should have never let them move here, because now yeah. one of them, they're all gonna do it yep, eventually. Yep, yep. So we gotta stop it before all of them start yep. doing Negro things. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, so when the mob found Evans, they almost lynched him on the spot. Instead, they attempted to extract Evans' confession through torture. After hours with, without success, the mob took Evans back before Miss Sherman, who once again could not identify him as one of her husband's murderers or as her attacker. Nevertheless, Evans was taken back to the city jail where a mob of 1,500 strong gathered. Again, so it was like, we got him. Yeah. Hey, Mr. Sherman. She's like, it's not him. What the fuck do you know, you dumb bitch? Uh, take him outside. You know, now it's not even right. about her anymore. You know, it's like she's the victim, and it's yeah. like you're and not telling us what we whatever. want. She's she has head trauma. Yeah, she you're not know. telling us what we want to hear. So you obviously are a woman and don't know anything. Yeah. This is him. Yep. We found a bloody shirt in his house. The blood and the the guy that's saying that his hands cut. Yeah. He's like, there was blood on a shirt. He's like, Where's your shirt? It's hot outside. Why is your hand cut? <laughs> I cut it doing your job, detective. Yeah. Apprehending this murderer. Yeah. So, uh, again, he was taken back to the city jail where a mob 1,500 strong gathered. After threatening to kill the jailer, E.H. Nichols, the mob tore down part of the jail sidewall, tossed a noose over Evan's neck, and dragged him into the street. Oh, wow. So they fucking was like, we turned Fuck all this, this shit down. Yeah, Y'all yeah, don't yeah. want to, we we'll do it. Yeah. Um, so at least half of the city's white population then march west down Central Avenue towards the black section of the city where Evans was killed. So it was like... They took him to the black took neighborhood. Took him to the black neighborhood. Wow. I was like, oh, yeah. we going to do this we in want front you, of all We want y'all. you guys to see this. Wow. That's dark. Yes. Um, so they, they marched toward the black section of the city where Evans was killed. One eyewitness recalled the scene. Um, the little kids with had, had guns. They were shooting. 
The woman was standing there shooting and screaming and yelling and, and more shooting. It was the craziest mess you've ever heard in your life. Um, like not something you've never heard of. So it was just everybody was having a blast. You have a gun. Yeah. Just Oprah. You mm-hmm. have a gun. You have a gun. You have a gun. Maybe just just firing at this man. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, at him. At him. Uh, I thought he you was, were saying like no, into no. the sky. Like no. they were all just were shooting him. Yes. Oh, that's terrible. Fuck. So in the early morning hours. I thought you meant like fireworks. No, they were shooting at him. That's fucking terrible. Screaming, yelling, and it's not like this was a parade. Yeah. In the early morning hours after the crowd had dispersed, a a policeman retrieved what was left of Evans' body. Much of the city was still in frenzy, and the white vigilantes continued to look for Evans' accomplices. So they were still looking for Mr. Ebenezer. Mm-hmm. Um, Tobin. There were even talks of burning down the entire black community. Some local blacks vowed to stand and fight, but many others fled, fled in terror. So, shout to the people that was like, "I'm not going. Yeah, I built this shit. I'm not going. I'm gonna die for this. Respect, man. I'm gonna die for this." Uh, so, over the course of a few days, 179 black women and children were reported to have left on the afternoon boat to Tampa. After learning that local vigilantes were planning to repeat the, uh, the, the incident by storming Ebenezer Tobin's jail cell in Clearwater, Governor Park Trammell considered sending in the state militia to restore order. But calm slowly returned to the city, and the military um, intervention ultimately proved unnecessary. So a local coroner's jury made up of 15 well-respected white men determined that John Evans had died at the hands of, quote, unknown persons. By the end of November, most of St. Petersburg um, black refugees had drifted back to the city. So somebody, you know, after shit calmed down, you yeah. know, people was like, Just come back, try come to get back. our house back. Yeah. Come, but you come back, house burned down. Shit, all, everything all tore up. Uh, so uh, many highly respected citizens participated in the lynching, even some public officials. Police chief A.J. Easter, Easters and his officers made little effort to protect Evans from the mob and even promoted the community, the community's vigilante spirit. So I mean that's I mean, that's nothing new. That these they had you know, yeah people in this house just like oh I'm I'm here just to to say I'm yeah man um but I'm in on it. That guy Daryl uh he's from here he's from Maryland uh, he's like this black dude he looks like Uncle Ruckus coincidentally he looks like Uncle Ruckus from the Boondocks. He talks clans people. He's talked famously talked clansmen out of being in the KKK. He's collected all these. Mm. He's he like gets them to give him his their clan robes. Really? He's like because he I, just. I think I think I seen. I can, his name's Daryl something. He's like a musician. He's a very interesting guy, and what he's doing is fascinating. He has a couple of TED talks. He's a very interesting guy. But he said, you know, he he has a like. There's a video of him online where he's like, you know, what's interesting behind a lot of these, you know, one of the craziest things you'll ever see behind these uniforms and he pulled one back and there was a police officer's uniform behind it. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, man, respect the people. Yeah. Uh, at the time and today, you know, these yeah. people are in the government, yeah, in, yeah. in law enforcement, judges. Yeah. I heard, uh, that's Stephen, why they wear masks. Stephen A. Smith brought this up on, um, first take one time when I think some, something happened. I can't remember what, what incident was. And it was like, now it's like, you have to be more, they're not as, you know, outspoken as being racist, but now it's like they just infiltrating the corporate world. Now they yeah. being bosses and shit like that and just they're just doing the hateful shit that way. Yeah. Firing you and shit like mm-hmm. that. And it's like that's that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. So be a little more covert about it. Yeah. 
Uh, on the afternoon before the lynching, the coroner's jury, who ultimately ruled Evans' lynching to have been by unknown suspects. Just so many people there, we don't know who we did it. We don't know who did it. Just, we don't know. We can't did. even pick one. Just pick one? Can't pick one. <laughs> nope. There was a lot of people there. You want to just pick one of them? Yeah. Nah, it's too many. We can't even pick one. Yep. Can't even pick one person. It's crazy. Uh, they was lynched by unknown suspects, held a secret meeting. This suggests that the jury may have arrived at their decision under ulterior motives. It was widely believed that swift retribution for um, the assault on the Shermans was the best way to restore the city's tarnished reputation. So about a year later, the case resurfaced and Ebenezer Tobin, who had been detained in prison, was put on trial for murder. His conviction and subsequent execution marked uh, Pinellas County's first legal hanging in late October of 1915. Wow. So he killed him too. So, yeah. Yeah, but he got the he got the, the legal way. It was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can't. It's like we, we can't. Had a, we had a we trial. Want, as much we had a as we trial. wanted to, we can't. Yeah. Can't do this with this. But way. they fixed the. I mean, like they're saying that it's possible that even doing it the legal way, everybody was going to say guilty. Everybody was going to say death. Oh penalty. yeah. So it wasn't. You might as well have just pulled him out and took him out in the street and did it. it, it there was no justice to be found. Yeah. Especially they're talking about reputation and trying to move past. You got to do it the right way. Yeah. It's like that shit with Evans it was like. That fucked up the reputation. It was like, now we got to do this. Him, we got to do it the right way. They didn't even, don't even know it was him or not. They didn't even know it was fucking John Evans. So reports in the Tampa Tribune and the Clearwater Sun were more inclined to denounce the lynching. An article in the Tampa Tribune featured an interview with a judge involved in the case. I love to, I love to, uh, it's one of the things I love reading when after it happens, they interview somebody that has something to do with it and they go, you know it was wrong to. You know, we know it was wrong to. Uh, that was messed be, up. Yeah, but it's like you could have said that when you were there. You, you could have said that. They'd beat your ass. Yeah, you could. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you wouldn't be here probably. Yeah. So an article in the Tampa Tribune featured an interview with judge involved in the case. As long as the man must die, he might as well die quickly and get the thing off the public's mind. That's sick. Said the judge. That's sick. That's a sick thing to say. Yep. He said, "I am not in favor of violence." But there are times when a speedy execution seems necessary. So basically what he said was, look, the dude was going to die. And he had to die in order to calm down the violence in the streets. Yeah. So we might as well do it in a humane way, which is just hanging him and not shooting him. Yeah. So we did it. the We killed him the humane way. Is yep. that, is, that's what he's saying. And that's sick. Yeah. Especially when you go. I, I think the whole thing was messed up. Yeah. But he had to die. I mean, people were mad. Yeah. Like, what? Had to, we had to, it had to be quick. Yeah. We had to just get over it so that people just forget about it. We can move on. Um, so he said, however, this with this provision, and I insist upon being properly quoted, if at all, no man should ever, under any circumstances, be made to suffer the penalty of another man's crime. So he, he's talking about Ebenezer. Yeah. Never should a man be hanged unless he has made a confession of guilt of his own free will without intimidating or torturing methods used to extract it from him. Yeah. I have never in any way participated in the execution of any man. And I hope I never will. But should my opinion ever be asked, I would say without reservation that no matter what the circumstances, no man should be killed unless it is an absolute certainty that he is the guilty man. No greater crime or injustice can be accomplished than killing of an innocent man. So he really didn't say shit. No. He was just like... I'm also, while you were saying that, I was picturing him during the lynching, like him standing up on a podium and, and trying to say that, and the crowd's quiet for a little bit, and it's just like... 
move this man like they start throwing rocks at him shooting at him and shit if he tried to do that shit there they would have murdered him that, cl- oh, that yeah. crowd's all riled Wait, up and shit. shit listen this is wrong everyone settle down yeah um man are we are all people and we should all fucking shoot him protect the negroes <laughs> and they're just throwing pizzas and shit bananas and shit at him so after so asked whether he thought the matter should have been further investigated the judge said that quote those things took place from time to time and that when murder and a criminal assault are committed the penalty is always death whether administered administered by a court of law or by mob violence Neither the guilt nor the innocence of John Evans and Ebenezer Tobin were ever, prov- were ever proven because neither man was given a fair and partial trial. Mm-hmm. Most of the local population at the time was convinced that Evans and Tobin did, in fact, murder Edward Sherman. Now, could he have er- murdered him? Could have. Could have. He could have. Nobody They could have found a bloody... That's what I was saying. Like, they could have found a bloody shirt yeah. in, his, in his room or wherever this was yeah. that they went to. Did he have motive? Motive? Yeah. Get fired. fired yeah so so it's possible possible but yes. that's the whole point of the legal system you yep. know and there is no counter mob to this if this was a white man yeah it's not like well you know mob violence just happens if a white man uh murders a black man and then he's found innocent the there's a mob of black people that come and take you mob justice is mob justice looked a very specific way in yeah. this country for the time that it was happening yep. you know so it's not like that's just america man if we don't get justice in the courts we're going to get justice in the streets anybody is native american people mexican people everybody there's going to be mob justice it's like no it was a very specific type of mob yeah and a very specific type of injustice perceived injustice that would happen yeah where mobs could just be like okay you guys aren't giving us the ruling we wanted well then we're going to do what we want to do yeah again i just think the murder of mrs sherman was it probably a big deal yes but I think it was just a tad bit of what the problem of what was happening, though. I just like I said before, it was just like we got to read like we have. Yeah, sure. This thing. No, now this is, like, is always bubbling under the surface yeah. at all times. Like we don't like them living in our communities. We don't like seeing them just like buying houses and all yeah. this. We don't want to see any of this shit. And also another thing that definitely contributed to fanning the flames was them alluding to in the news that they raped that woman. Yep. So now it's like, oh, you're gonna rape my wife? Yeah. Any all that shit, all that machismo, yeah, masculinity shit comes up. They want to they gonna yeah. come to my house? Yeah, no, I don't think so. And they rile each other. They're gonna do that to your mom. So now the son's got a gun and shit. It, it, it's just the, the, these are tactics. These are stoking the flames of yep. racism and yep. hatred, you know. And it was it's the oldest tale in the book. And they it's it was it was always there under the surface. Yep. So all they needed was a reason. Yeah. And then it's like, oh. The whole, it's gasoline on everything. Match. Boom. Flames everywhere. In 1982, John Wilson, a journalist and historian, wrote a, his, wrote a history of St. Petersburg. In his research, he found that many people were reluctant to talk about the incident. Though he spoke to many residents who had been alive in 1914, nobody admitted to knowing anyone involved in the lynch mob. That's literally impossible. <laughs> right. The whole town was there. Some would agree to speak and then back out at the last minute. I'm like, man, y'all waste my time. Well, they don't want to. They don't want to indict themselves, right? You're like, like y'all literally. So then I shot him in the. I, uh, I shot him oh, in the face. Oh, I got a oh, dinner. Oh, the dinner is ready. <laughs> this is over. I gotta go. This is done. You know what I mean? Or or they're like, or the that's the best they got. The worst they got was, oh, I don't know anybody who was there. Yeah. 
They're like, but the whole town was there. Yeah, no, everybody yep. I know was home asleep. Yep. So don't know. But have a nice day, though. Yeah, so some would agree to speak and then back out the last minute. Others were hostile from the start. So it was like, oh, I see what this is. Like, oh, you're asking about that, huh? Oh, yeah. You're one of those. Yeah. Okay. I was just like, oh, yeah. I, well, I knew you were there, but, you know, I'm going to just go to the next person. <laughs> so Wilson finds that this reluctant reluctance to discuss the lynching still exists today. He accredits this to the, mer- to the number of lynch mob descendants still living in St. Petersburg. He did, however, find some people that believe that the suspects of Mr. Sherman's murder were white men and blackface. Why? Why would? Why were they? What? Oh, okay, Mr. Sherman's. I thought you, I was thought you were talking about the guys that were lynched. No, no, no. You're saying that they people somebody suspects that some people blackfaced and came into their house to rob them, but they this, were actually white this, dudes. This journalist. Who wrote this uh, history on St. Petersburg? That's interesting. That's interesting. Like, uh, he it's an interesting theory that you know people that murdered were blackface. It's a little convenient, but it's 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 definitely tantalizing. It's an interesting story. It's an interesting, but story. it like it like it like completely it like takes black it takes black people off the suspects list completely. That's a little convenient. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it is. And, but also it's like, it's like, why would they do that? You know, why would they do that? And it's like, it's such an easy thing to, to go to. Yeah. I think to, for a story, but it's like, but it sounds, how good. do you, how do you get away? Yeah. How would, how do we get away with this? Yeah. Just fucking go blackface. Just go in blackface. Nobody's, nobody's going to know. It's definitely. Cause once they, once they add a black person, once they tag a black person, it's like, that's it. There's yeah, no yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, there's no. Yeah. This possibility. This this option doesn't come up. Yeah. In investigation, even if it even if it did if it does have an investigation, right? Nobody's. There was nobody that was there. That was the, that went. What if it was two white men pretending to be black? Yeah. <laughs> no, it was two black. Go round yeah. up some black people. Yeah. That's true. I mean, listen. It's an interesting theory. Yes, if you are two white men that wanted to rob this man. You dress in blackface, yeah. you know they're gonna go straight to the black neighborhood. You you aren't gonna be a suspect, but it just is very, like it could still be. I'm not saying that the the two men, the man who was lynched and the man that was hanged legally or whatever, did it, but that theory makes it where it's like there was no black person that like it could still be that they're innocent and there was some other black person or whatever. This theory is like nope. It was racism the whole time. And that's like, I don't know, it's like too convenient, even though racism is insane. But like, uh, that's, I don't know, it's like, that goes into conspiracy territory for me. Yeah. You know, where it starts to go like, okay, so you're saying it wasn't a black person at all. Not the wrong black people. It wasn't black people at all. It was two white people in blackface. And you go, okay, wow. Well, that's, that's, how do you, pre- how do you, I'd love to see how he got to that conclusion. Yeah, if he has evidence, to, I'd love to. Yeah, it know. can go to, so, I feel like it can go so many different ways. But it can go like, this is how we spark a fucking race war. This is how we. Well, yeah. If you go dark there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but that makes it like that's very deep. You know what I mean? Where it's like, yeah, this it had is. nothing to do with robbing somebody. We just wanted to start a race war. We want to get these black people out. We want this black community was causing this problem. We wanted to get this black community. That's out. insidious, man. And listen, I'm not putting that past anybody. You know, I'm not saying that that's impossible. I don't know. I don't know anything about the demographics of Clearwater, Florida, at the time, but. You know, maybe they didn't want black people in their town. And this was the easiest way to give them, like, uh, justification to start rounding black people up, scaring them out of town. This was what they needed. This was their, you know, the Gulf of Tonkin. People don't know about the Gulf of Tonkin. 
you know, uh, America went to war. I think it was World War One. Mm-hmm. They let a submarine get get attacked so that they would have a reason to go into conflict. That's a fact, right? So this could have been their Gulf of Tonkin. It's like, okay, we'll kill one of our own, and then that will, everybody will be galvanized, and then we'll go out and get these black people out of the neighborhood. I'm not saying that that's I don't believe it, but that's that's big when you're coming <laughs> off of a off of a, a robbery murder. That's a big that's a big jump. Yeah. So yeah, but interesting for sure. Makes for it's a good read. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Um. So. Uh, of the 15 coroner's jury members, again, you remember that one they did in the beginning that was like, his death was, you know, from unknown people. Yeah. Uh-huh. So one of the 15 coroner's, coroner's uh, jury members who assessed Evans' murder, only one man, Williams Dishman, rejected from the decision that it had been committed by unknown culprits. Sure. He was never reelected after... <sighs> Yeah, he came out was like, well, yeah, you don't t- you don't say what we want you to say, <laughs> right? So you won't have this job anymore. Gone. Uh, so decades later, his youngest daughter Lily um, Bangert wrote a play about the event. Near the seventh anniversary anniversary of Evans' lynching, the playwright was fatally shot by her husband. Wow, that was a play supposed to be happening. The person that wrote the play was murdered, and it was like the play never. The play was about the lynching or about her father being fired. No, it was about the lynching. Oh wow! Yeah, and she was murdered, and the play never happened. Yeah, so uh, oh, that's yep. oh, that's interesting. The play never making it to stage. The manuscript was copyrighted on October thirteenth, nineteen eighty one. One of the lead characters, Judge William William Daniels, um, accuses another character, Fletcher Belcher, of being the real culprit, not Evans and Tobin. So I'm guessing um, that could have been the people they suppose that was probably doing blackface. Yeah. And she could have heard that from her dad. Possibly, I don't know. Oh. Uh, yeah, so a Fletcher Belcher of being the real culprit, not Evans and Tobin. And that's but, why her dad voted against what everybody else did because he felt bad. Probably. Or he know he knew or he, know, or he knew what really right. happened. And he got his ass up out of there. Oh. So the playwright uses See, now the I'm real following. Names. This is how conspiracy this is how conspiracies are born though, bro. Yeah. That's what I'm telling you. There's yeah. pieces here. I'm I'm with you, okay. But I mean like I feel like, but shit like, like she writes a play about the lynching. Or but about shit the like lynching. this happens because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, that's his daughter. It was like he, you know, probably talked about the situation. Yeah. It was like, look, they this, killed those this, people. Those they, people were innocent. Yeah, you know. Uh, so the playwright uses the real names Belcher and Wilcox, the doctor who treated Miss Sherman, Miss uh, Sherman, and the police chief uh, uh, Esther's. No investigation was ever made into the murder of Edward Edward Sherman. A three to a three by five inch alum, aluminum plaque commemorating Evans' death once hung discreetly from a telephone pole near the scene of the lynching. The plaque was vandalized with graffiti and has since been removed. There are multiple plaques hanging around downtown commemorating similar instances. It is not commonly known who put them up. So that was a bit weird. It's just fucking. But think about how small of a gesture that gesture that is, a and plaque. they destroy that. Yeah, you know man. what I mean, like on a street like, pole. Fuck uh, this guy. Yeah, that's great. That's so Shh. gross. It's like, damn. Yeah, that's so gross, man. A plaque, not a statue, not a nothing, not a big piece, a big side of a building. A plaque on a street pole. That reminds me of when we did the um, what you call it, the town hall. Yeah, uh-huh. town hall meeting. I think we one of the guests we had on. She went, went down the south. Like a, yeah, went down the south, and it was like a, 
uh, I think was it? Some, it was Emmett Till's. Emmett Till's. Uh, he had like a sign, a, a sign. or something, mm-hmm. and he like fucking vandalized that. They drove a car into it. Con- I thought it was like gunshots. Those like bullet holes. Uh, she said that too. She said it happened. It happened a few times. That's crazy. like they kept putting the sign up, and they kept doing new things to fuck the sign up. And then one of the times, I think she said they put like a a a wedge on it and and drove it out of the ground with a truck or something like that. Damn. They're like, no, fuck this kid. Years later. Years, decades, decades later. later, bro. Decades later. Shit, the, Get over it. That's what it is. And that's, that's, the, that's the sentiment. Get over something. And when you talk about get over it and you go back and you hear stories like this and you go, wait, so like nobody got in trouble for any of this? And those people's family had to just, they got no vindication, no restitution or anything. And you want to tell them to just get over it, move on? You get to, yeah, you, of course, you but get to move on. But still take the hell out your day to go. Let's take that shit. That yeah, shit fuck be. all of this, man. Y'all want to keep living in the past about this kid that got murdered by a bunch of grown ass people. Fuck that kid. Is you know, it is it that, or is it just like? I, it's fuck that. it's like no, it's like let's stop talking about it. That's what it is. I don't want to hear about any of this shit. That's what it is. But I look at it as they going like, oh, he did that shit. Fuck him. No, it's not even that it's deep. Not that it's not even that deep. I don't think I don't I think for the most part I would think most people it's just we don't, don't want to hear anymore. Don't just care whether he was murdered in unjust he was he was murdered unjustly even if he did whistle at the lady. Yeah. But whether whatever you think happened, I don't care. I don't want to hear about the they shit. Just don't anymore. Be connected <laughs> I don't want to like, see it on signs. I don't give a shit. I think it's more so that and that makes him angry. Cause it's like, why do you keep talking about this shit? Get yeah. this shit out of here. Yeah. It's so and cause it's like enough of it. That's what it is. I don't think it's any kind of real emotion about the story or even knowing they don't might not even know what happened. It's like that was 50 years ago, man. Move on. That's what it is. <laughs> it's really a, like an annoyance, but it's yeah. so they're so annoyed that they're angry about it. Pull Damn. your it happened 50 years ago. Move on. Get your life together. Just forget about it. Yeah. It's it's that's what it is. Yeah, so that was my story of the lynching of John Evans. No relation, but I just thought I, I saw it and I was like, I want to do this. Um, yeah. I had to look into it. And uh, well, there's a deep, a deep story there. I mean, yeah. the story's deep in general, but the idea that there was some jury of coroners or whatever that thing—I couldn't really yeah. follow that part. But there was some jury of coroners, and then one of the coroners voted that no, he wasn't murdered it's like by he was unidentified people, people. Or just like he just it's too many it's who, just we too, just can't just, identify who it was yeah. he's like no i i i don't agree with it. somebody did it yeah and they're like, you're fired that. you're gone yeah and then his daughter years later writes a play about the whole thing she gets murdered by her husband could be completely unrelated and the play could have not come out just because it was so much controversy about around the playwright being murdered but the idea that the play was about the lynching and in the play one of the main characters is somebody who goes I know it was you, not those people that were killed. You did it, and this play never comes out, and all. It, I don't know. It's just it, it's interesting. That's an interesting element to a very fucked up story. You see, it's just the the plaque thing. It's like um, we. It's like we can't have we just damn. just remember it. How about we just remember it so history doesn't repeat? No, nah, fuck like, that, no, man. Take all that shit down. Just take it down. I don't want to see the shit anymore. I don't want to see it. I don't want to get over favorite. it. It's my favorite telephone pole, and you're putting this gobbledygook on it. I don't care about it. Take it down. You know what? I'll take it down myself. Yeah. And they come with a hammer, and they fucking pull it off the light yeah. pole. It's crazy. Wow, man. Wow. And this is so many of these. It's like, 
And I haven't, and this one of the thing I wanted to sp- touch on about the f- 4,000 people that were reported lynched in the United States, but 3,000 of them were black. Mm-hmm. What were the other like 1,200? Native American people. Okay. Yeah. Because the damn sure wasn't white. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and also, so many of those people are unidentified. You know, you come yeah. in here and you've told a few of the stories, yeah. but there's so many of those stories of people where it's just like, they're just lost to, because we didn't keep talking about them or yeah. spread their stories or they were silenced or uh, the, you know, when, when there was an investigation done, they told those people, oh no, that wasn't a lynching. And so they just moved on when their family knows, yeah. no, our brother was dragged out into the woods and he was found hanging from a tree. No, nah, I was probably gang related or, you know, no. he owed somebody money no. or something. So there's so many lynchings that are, unaccounted for there's no record of them the person's name has been lost in the history books so there's so many stories horrible yeah. stories that have been lost it's, 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 it's horrible yeah and the reason why i like doing these stories is because it's, it's it's a part it's part of history and it shouldn't be something we should just like move on from. move on from and like it happened these people were killed no it's like this is a part of black african-american history american history american history these people were murdered most of them were murdered they didn't even they, they didn't even do it. Innocent, probably innocent people. We we don't know because they didn't have a fair trial, obviously. Yeah. But that's the part that really that innocent like, or not, we don't know whether they were innocent because right. they weren't given a fair shake at, at the at the judicial system. Yeah. And that same system like, oh, is what we work under today. Let's take them out of the jail. Yeah. Let's shut the jail down. Pull the walls of the jail down. And just take them out. That's crazy. What is it, Spider Man? They pulled the walls they pulled down the, of they the jail. The walls down. It was like what is made of uh, sticks? Yeah, it's so crazy, what the fuck man. What's going on, man? And and that's the same system that we live on. And those people and those people that work there just turn the blinds out. Like, oh I, yeah, yeah, hey, man. I'm I can't like, even. I know. can't go against these people. And I'm at work. I wish I could clock out and join you guys, but you know, you guys have fun, and uh, I didn't see anything. Yeah. But yeah, no, man. It it is it is. It's cold blooded, and I hate to. I don't like to bring other demographics or you know, races and ethnicities into it, but like. They would never tell Jewish people to forget the Holocaust happened. Never. You know what I mean? Like, the Holocaust was horrible. And you talk about it as many chances as you get to remind people how terrible it was so that that doesn't happen again. So when you see somebody getting bullied on the street, you don't let it happen. Even though it still happens today and it's been happening a lot for the last couple of years. You talk about the Japanese internment camps. I don't get it talked about a lot, though. But you talk about the Japanese internment camps so that people know that this happened and that you don't, history doesn't repeat itself. But when it comes to, you know, the history of black people in this country, it's like, hey, man, how about you just pull your bootstraps up, forget about that, and just, how about you just yeah. work harder? Like, look where you're at now. Yeah. <laughs> Be happy. Yeah. Freedom. Yeah. Nobody's whipping your back anymore. Yeah. You go how to about- schools, black people, get yes. great schools, you buy a house now, yeah. get, you buy land. And, no, and, and it's just as if that is not trauma. If there's yeah. not trauma there, it doesn't need to be addressed. You're not being gaslighted by the country that you live in, by yeah. them telling you like, hey, man, huh, you, know how, you know how condescending it is to, for somebody to go, hey, man, I didn't own slaves. My grandfather just owns a cotton mill and yeah. has owned it for 200 years. I come from old cotton money. It's like, okay, so who do you think built the 200-year-old yes. cotton company? That you got? Yeah, okay, man, listen. <laughs> I go to work every day. I don't there's no black people picking the cotton for my cotton company now, okay? It's Mexican people. And we pay them. Not a lot of money, but we pay them, okay? Yeah. So how about you just work hard like my grandfather did? And you know how condescending that? Like yeah. that's crazy as shit. Just, just work hard. You know, now you can you can you can buy all kinds of stuff, you can own stuff, but we can still call you a nigger. <laughs> and that's all we want. 
<laughs> if that word never goes away, we can still use that whenever we get upset. Well, when you get a little uppity, <laughs> you got to know where your place is. I know you're driving around and you got your Hummer H2 Hummer, but you still, I still got to be able to say something to you to bring you down a peg. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Drive around Cadillac on, on dubs, <laughs> but you're still a Negro. <laughs> I, mean, listen, I, I drive a Toyota Camry. <laughs> okay, Pimp Juice, listen. <laughs> you and your uh, Cadillac on Fofos. I know how you guys get down, swinging on Fofos. TV screens, yeah, seats, like, I don't kind have of stuff. any of those things, bro. <laughs> this is America, bro. Like, this, is the, this is the world we live you in. You walk around with your bag of jeans, <laughs> all kinds of bandanas. You know, at the end of the day, you know, you're still. At, you're not, a lot better off than being on the farm <laughs> singing about Mammy. You're like, man, where the, what the where am I? This is America. This is the world, bro. This it's is crazy. These are, this is the people it's telling crazy. you, like, hey, man, listen, look how life, how easy life is compared to where you were. Yeah. So be grateful. <laughs> this, wow. The condescension and telling somebody to be grateful is crazy. You, you know? just be happy. Yeah, just be happy. Don't worry, be happy. That's why, hey, you know, that guy made that song. I think he's black. You know, that, that salmon sings it. You should be like that salmon, man. <laughs> and just don't worry, be happy. Put My you on a wall. Had that. I forgot about that shit. <laughs> he had it on. He had it on, on front on top of the toilet. I don't know what the that whoever Bobby <laughs> McFarlane, whoever wrote that song was, got over on people because that thing was everywhere. My grandparents wow. had one, and it's like, what purpose does this serve? Just it just moves and sings. Just press the button. Do it. Just walk past it. <laughs> it was always motion detected. Yeah, what the fuck is going on? It's a fish, a bass on a plaque, and it just it what flips does this up. Mean? And sings. What does this mean? What does this mean? What? Well, you know, I'm just telling people don't worry, be happy when they come in my house. Wow, a fish and <laughs> all things is a fucking fish. Crazy. Man. But yeah, no man, that was that was a, that was a great story, man. It's interesting. Um, let's go ahead and jump into the first good vibes of 2022. Good. Welcome back. This is our first good vibes of twenty. What was this? Just some, just some vibes, man. Just changing the elements up a little bit. Some, some genuine, some of what's going on. I mean, I'm not trying to take it there, but you uh, know, <laughs> this is our sultry, first good vibes. Sultry. Okay, 2022, man. Um, I don't. Again, it's my favorite segment of yeah. the show. It's a great pick wanna, me up. I don't want to. Yeah, it is a great pick me up of the you know of the crazy shit, terrible shit we talk about. Hopefully, this sends you off into a new beginning of a new year. Hope you guys are. You know, writing down some goals. Did you write down some goals for this year? I did. You did write down some goals? You know what it says? You have more chance of achieving those goals if you write them down. I got them written down. Got them written down. Mm-hmm. So I hope a lot of you all people is writing down your goals. You know, to try to achieve those goals this year. Yeah. It's a, it's a brand new start. This is January the, the first, right? January the first. Well, not Something when like this. That. Yeah. When this comes It's out. the first week of January. It's the first week of January. So, um, you know, I'm just trying to motivate everybody to, to go for those goals. Yeah. Um, My good vibe this week is... Uh, last year, it's last year. Now it's last year. I was at uh, what was I at Target, right? Target, Target. Don't really like to speak about you know, good things I do. Okay. Sometimes, sometimes, time. So I was in line, and you know how when you align at Tar at Target, it's like mm-hmm. uh, register. The automated ones or the people? No, 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 no the people. It's like uh-huh. one here, run in front, and it says it's another one behind. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. So what I try to do, try to be slick. I was like Go around One of the guys I was in line I was like seeing packs So it was a couple days Before Christmas So it was already mm. packed in there So some guy comes out Hit the light For the version Like over. he just got there So I was like Oh bet Go jump over there Click Yeah Shit's light off And I was like So now you done jumped out of line Now you're in no line. man's land I, Now I'm looking around like What's <laughs> that What's that guy uh, oh, Damn what's that actor Fucking um, What was he in I can I get it If you give me something movie. Uh, He's like He has like a 
Oh, I have his name. I can't fucking he in the in the gif I seen. Oh, let's do this. No, let's do this. Let's do in it. In the gif I seen, he has a ponytail. He has a suit on. He has a his jacket around his arm. He's looking around like, oh, uh, John Travolta. John, yeah, that, uh, yeah, that, uh-huh. that was yeah, me. Okay, yeah, okay, that was me. I'm looking around like, <laughs> what the fuck am I supposed? I to know do? exactly the gif you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> That's Pulp Fiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's I'm like, looking around like, damn, no, I don't no, even no, know yeah. what do now I. I'm I out here with Barbie doll in my hand. Do I ask? Can I get back my spot back? Because now you know. Yeah, now they moved This is for Christmas. I was like, should have jumped out. Yeah, so I'm like, fuck, I'm just down like now I gotta wait in the line to the next one. Now it's a long line. So yeah. Like, so lady, uh, she 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 was in front of me, she jumped into that line, so she, she closed up, she said. The line that closed? Yeah. Uh, no, the, the other line, because that the line, line that was you were in first. No, the oh, line another were, one. Okay, the line that you were going in, to. Yeah. So she up she's like, Come, you come up here and I saw you waiting. You come up and get in front of me. Oh, that's nice. I was like, Oh bad. I was like, Oh, yeah. thank you. You know, so I was like, pay for my stuff and then I was like, this is your stuff in? She's like, yeah. I was like, I got it. Don't even worry about it. So I spent like, as much, I spent like 100 it was like $150 I spent. So I was like, I got it. Don't even worry about it. So the cash register, what made me mad, it was a good moment. Uh-huh. Until what made me mad when people go, I'm going to bless you. I don't, I just don't, I don't like hearing that for some reason. It, that bothers me. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why it bothers Wait, me. Wait, the lady said that? The cat, the, the, the lady that worked there, the register. What do you mean she said? She kept, she kept saying, oh, that's yeah, so nice. I, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless you. Oh, like she's going to say a prayer for you when yeah, you Yeah, I was like, I mean, listen, man, you got to let people believe in what they believe. As Honestly. long as she didn't go like, can I say a prayer for you right here, right now? Because uh, no. I told you that happened to me. I told you that story. What? That um, When I ruptured my Achilles, I was at a concert. And a lady walked over to me and she was like, I noticed that you ruptured your Achilles. I was like, yeah, you know. Wait, what? How'd she know that? Well, I had she my had boot, boot on. I had the air boot on. Little spaceman boot. Oh, okay. So she was like, you know. And it broke your foot. Like, but what? Okay. Yeah. She didn't say I know that you. <laughs> that would have been crazy. Yeah. Okay. No. Let me. Rewind. What? Rewind. She said, I noticed you injured your foot. Okay. All right. Um, I'm like, wait, how was she? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> I noticed you ruptured your Achilles playing basketball. I've been I'd be like, Are you, you. God? <laughs> she said, I, know, I noticed that you hurt your foot. Do you mind if I pray for you, me and my husband? If me and my husband pray for you, I was like, "Yeah, sure." I could use everything I have whatever, hands, whatever I could get. No, no, they oh. bent down, got down on their knees, put their hand on your foot, and put their hand on my foot, and did toes a, out. No, no, I had, had a, a sock sh- on. No, I had a sock on, oh, and then the right. boot, the boot covers everything. Oh, okay. you know, it was a big boot. All right, um, and they did that for like thirty seconds, and I'm just standing there looking around, making eye contact with people, like shoulder shrugging. Like, oh, what do I do? I don't know. And then they stood up and they were like, "God bless you." I was like. Thank was you. it like some like I mean, there was music out happening, but they could have been down there getting their tongue spiritual. They could have been. Yeah, some mama, some mama. I, I yeah. don't know, but I didn't hear any of that. But they were still. It was a scene being made. So a lady saying, mm. "I'm gonna bless you," means you know she's probably gonna put some money in the tide, the tide offering for you. Say a prayer for you. How does that benefit me? I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> I have no idea. But it annoys but, you that much. You're like, yeah. I don't like people saying. But she kept that. saying it. More, it yeah. she kept you say it once. It. It's like you got. I got you. Like. Like, God thank you for spending your money. Thank you. I'm going to bless guess, thank you. you. But don't keep saying, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless you. Yeah. I'm like, don't ruin this for like, me. Like she's doing you a favor. Don't ruin this for me. I'm doing, it, I'm doing something good. I don't you're, know. Making this a, you're making this a bad. Yeah, you know you're you making, you? now you're making it this big old, I just, yeah. she let me in front hey, of her. Hey, y'all, look. This guy yeah. paid. I'm going to bless him because he paid for her stuff. Yeah. Like, you she let me in front of her. Making this it is before Christmas, I just wanted to do something nice. Yeah. Don't. Don't do this. Don't. Yeah. But that's not a good vibe. I just wanted to share that with everybody. Oh, okay. Uh, so on the last day of September, Vinav Vinav Menon, the head of uh, the the physics department of Harlem City College of New York campus, had to face the the 
the normally unpleasant task of going through almost a year of COVID lockdown, mm. office mail, and was stunned when he opened a nine-month-old package only to find it containing $180,000. Oh. Cash. Mm. Stacked notes in 50s and 100s. Oh. Wrapped in paper bands. Some, some drug money. Mm. And, and an anonymous, anonymous letter and a return address to an alias where all that uh, all that accompanied the the parcel, which was addressed to head of um, physics department. He said, I never seen this kind of money in real life. Man. What is he, Walter White? This is Breaking Bad. Deuces. You quit your job? I'm out. I'm taking that. I, if I nobody's he has a, with that a passion for science. I think he's a scientist. You know, I don't think he's going to quit his job. I would take the money, of course. Man, I'm, uh, I'm, no. I'm out of there. Scientists? But I feel like you're not. You're going to tell me that's not what happened. Hell no. What? So what he took the, the he took the money to a nunnery. <laughs> so he said, "I've never seen um I never seen it except in movies." And so yeah, I was shell shocked, and I just didn't know how to react. I would have known exactly. I how can to give react. you a whole bunch of tips how to react. <laughs> the sender evidently had an unshakable faith in the U.S. postal system and desired to send ca- send the cash as a donation to cash-strapped students looking to pursue physics and other science sciences. City College of New York is one of the most productive public university systems in the United States, and the physics department has long punched above its weight. Three Nobel... Um, Nobel... I don't know what this word is. No, I'm guessing it means prizes, I guess. And physics received their education uh, there in 1921. Albert Einstein gave one of his first lectures at the Harlem campus. Mm. So the alias return address was to Kyle Paisley, a name absent from the university's graduation logs at a house um, in Pensacola, Florida, whose whose owners apparently had no idea of knowledge of the donation. So whoever this person was used a fake address, used and a fake address, name, return mm. address. And was like, who do you think it was? You want to speculate wildly? 180K um, um, science. Elon Musk. Ooh. It's an interesting way to say his name. Could have yeah. been Neil deGrasse Tyson. I feel like he's got some cake. What the fuck is that? The fat guy that knows about the space. With the mustache. Oh. Who, who, who? I'm thinking of 50 Tyson. That's crazy. That's a crazy name to say in 2022. That's crazy. No, man. Uh, 50 Tyson did not host cosmos Neil deGrasse Tyson knows about string theory and space and stuff not 50 Tyson I'm 50, I'm 50 Tyson no 50 that's the first thing I think about when you say Tyson Tyson <laughs> think of 50 Tyson. that's crazy you need to learn about some more Tysons man that's crazy get that out of your brain that's taking up space that's like taking up eight mem- eight megabits of yeah, your brain man. that don't you don't know. need just, to have in the, there but it's replace that, that with an ASAP Ferg song or something yeah 50 Tyson. It's just, uh, it, it's just up there. It's just up there, man. When he was like, I'm 50 Tyson. <laughs> what? <laughs> he was like, he was like, he like forgot he was right. That's, that's a crazy thing to bring up. I'm sorry. Continue. Continue. So, the money was first treated as evidence after two month long investigation had revealed nothing that could link to criminal activity. <laughs> the board of trustees held a vote to see if they would keep the money. So unsurprisingly, they did. With one chair suggesting to beat up the what? To beat up the old box. What? To, <laughs> un, unsurprisingly, they did. They did. The one chair 
suggesting the beat up old box. There you go. Okay, okay. Be bronze and put in a display case. Okay. Dr. Menon, who grew up in India, noted that the gift would provide two fully funded scholarships um, every year for a decade. That's that's Damn, super dope. It's not an expensive school then, huh? Yes, not. Uh, and that he would try to see it go into the hands of the students who had the fewest means, such as immigrants like himself. So, I really, I don't know. Anonymous to the core. That's that's like crazy. That's a crazy level of anonymity to be like. Yeah. I, I'm using a fake address. I'm. It's in a, a cash. That's wild. Don't get traced back to me at all. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it could be like a villain. Cause that's so know, that's a, you don't want the tax break. That's crazy. Hundred eighty thousand dollars though. Cash. I don't know. Ah, that's, that's that's just weird. He was like, I don't. Whoever it is, he or she. Thank you. I don't. Thank want, you to I them. Want, I don't want that. That's just some. I don't know, man. That's some methodical. Just like you do some shit like that, you just like sit back. Yeah. And you hit the news and shit. You like. They found uh, it. They found it. <laughs> they got it. Yes. Yeah. My plan is I'm going to made it to you plan. when you use post service, but you know, whatever. <laughs> Got there eventually. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I sent that that's in the two years yeah, ago. I sent, I sent that in 1984. <laughs> yeah. But he wanted to keep the box. They want to bronze the box, put it in the in the what's oh, name. Man. Yeah, great. People they are gonna be that. like, why is this what's this box? what is this? Yeah. They're gonna have to put a big plaque on there, like, we found a hundred and eighty. The 180,000 box scholarship. But box. what if it's somebody that just gets off on that, though? Just to do shit like that, and then, like, he goes and visit? Like, I want to visit the college. And oh, tell me. He's like, oh, it's all <laughs> some Kaiser Soze. She's like, tell me about this box. This box. It's him. He's got dark sunglasses on and yeah. uh, Inspector Gadget coat. It's like, wow, that must have been a very generous man. <laughs> Goodbye. Just walks away, smirking. That's crazy. Dressed like fucking, uh, was that detective? Um, got to wear the hat. The weird hat in the, in the in the pipe. Oh, like Columbo or oh uh, Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. <laughs> like why is this guy like, just? Mm, <laughs> you sell one hundred eighty thousand. You say yeah. it's kind of hard to come by that kind of money. He must really love science. Yeah. Well, good day to you. Yeah. Don't even visit the yeah. school. <laughs> <laughs> but don't you want to see the, the? No, I don't. Thank you. <laughs> Smoking his pipe. <laughs> is that it? Yeah. All right. <laughs> That was a lot. You double good vibes. Okay. <laughs> Laugh. Gotta come in strong. We man. laughed. We cried. No, that was great, man. Okay. This is, I'm gonna, I just had to find a, a place to say this to you. Okay. Because I've been sent this, no exaggeration, like 50 times. It's about me? It's about, it's kind of. About the show? Yeah. In a roundabout way, it's about you. The good thing? Yeah. Definitely. All right, cool. Uh, the good vi- my good vibe story to kick off 2022 is about an exquisitely preserved embryo found inside a fossilized dinosaur egg. Uh, <laughs> somebody sent this to me, bro. That's right. A 72 <laughs> to 66 million year old embryo found inside a fossilized dinosaur egg sheds new light on the link between the behavior of modern birds and dinosaurs, according to a new study. The embryo, dubbed Baby Yingaling, uh, was, was discovered in the <laughs> was discovered in the late Cretaceous rocks of Gansu, southern China, and belongs to a toothless theropod dinosaur or Oviraptorosaurus. Oviraptorosaur. Jesus Christ! Amongst among the most complete dinosaur embryos ever found, the fossils suggest that these dinosaurs developed bird-like postures close to hatching. Scientists found that the posture of baby Yingling 
unique among known dinosaur embryos, its head lies below the body with the feet on either side and the back curled along the blunt end of the egg. Previously unrecognized in dinosaurs, this posture is similar to that of modern bird embryos, Fran. So there's a link there between birds and dinosaurs. So when you see a bird, you're seeing some descendants of dinosaurs. So there's some, some, some proof to, for you. In modern birds, such postures are, re are related to tucking, a behavior controlled in the central nervous system and critical for hatching success. After studying egg and embryo, researchers believe the su that such pre-hatching behavior previously considered unique to birds may have originated among non-avian theropods. This is juicy. The embryo is <laughs> the embryo. This is what they wanted, man. So they got sure. it. The embryo is articulated in its in its life position without much disruption from fossilization. Estimated to be twenty seven centimeters long from head to tail, the creature lies inside a seventeen centimeter long, elonga oh elonga elonga tooth tooth lid. Jesus Christ, I don't know elonga tooth lid egg. The specimen is housed in Yingling Stone. Nature History Museum. Uh, Fion Waisam Ma, joint first author of the, and PhD researcher at the University of Birmingham, said, Dinosaur embryos are some of the rarest fossils, and the most of them are in incomplete with the bones dislocated. We are very excited about the discovery of baby Yingling. It is preserved in a great condition and helps us answer a lot of questions about dinosaur growth and reproduction with it. It is interesting to see a dinosaur embryo and a chicken embryo pose in a similar way inside the egg, which possibly indicates similar pre-hatching behaviors. Baby Yingling was identified as an oviraptorosaur based on its deep toothless skull. Oviraptorosaurs are a group of feathered theropod dinosaurs closely related to a modern-day bird, known from Cretaceous from the Cretaceous of of Asia and North America, their variable beak shapes and body sizes are likely to have allowed them to adopt a wide range of diet. Wake up, a wide range, a wide range of diets, including herb, herbivory, <laughs> herbivory, omnivory, and carnivory. Uh, they just all of them, possibly. Yeah, they're just very well versed. Sure, birds are known to develop a series of tucking postures in which they bend their body and bring their heads. Sorry, the, the website's going crazy. This is there. They're trying to stop sabotaging me, friend. <laughs> and they bring their head under their wing soon before hatching. Embryos that fail to attain such postures have a higher chance of death due to unsuccessful hatching. Mm. By comparing baby yingling with the embryos of other theropod long necked sauropod dinosaurs and birds, the team proposed that tucking behavior, which was considered unique to birds, first evolved in theropod dinosaurs many tens of hundreds of millions of years ago. Additional discoveries of embryo fossils would be invaluable to further test this hypothesis. I'm going to go ahead and go down to, to the as a little bit more. Please. But so, Professor Steve Broussat from the University of Edinburgh, part of the research team who had their findings published in iScience, said the dinosaur embryo inside it inside its egg is one of the most beautiful fossils I have ever seen. This little prenatal dinosaur looks just like a baby bird curled in its egg which is yet more evidence that many cre many features characteristics many features characteristic of today's birds first evolved in their dinosaur ancestors. So friend, that's a little uh factoid for you. Sure. To you know, I think I've already told you that birds are descendants of dinosaurs, but 
That's a scientist who has scientists have recently discovered an egg embryo fossil mm. with a dinosaur in it that looks like a bird and does things that birds do today. So yeah. there's a little fun fact for you. You believe that? It's crazy. <laughs> I believe science. Yeah, I don't know. crazy me. Fossils. I'm wild. Uh, it's 2022, folks. Great television on currently. I've been watching Yellow Jackets. I think it's a fantastic television show. Um, I'm also doing a Patreon exclusive radio show called AMP Radio where I play some hits. So I'm not going to be talking about, I don't think I really talk about music that much on here anyway. But if you want to know what I'm listening to, you can go ahead and join our Patreon. And you can, so how does that work? How does that? Oh, I got a whole thing, man. I play, you want, you want, you want to get a little sample of it? Yeah. Oh, please. it'd be so fun. Oh my God. Okay. So here's, here's a little sample of what, what happens on, on AMP Radio. Okay. This is going to be so fun. Okay. So what happens is uh, I hit this right here. Ladies and gentlemen, yes. here it is. The most listened to radio show on the planet. Even the other stations are tuned in too. And then I come in like, hey, what's up? Welcome to AMP Radio. I'm Alvin Williams. Today I'm going to be playing some of the top 10 jams of the week from, right. from my playlist. And then I, you know, radio vibes. Some radio vibes, yeah. yeah. And, then, and, then, and then I go, I have a curated list of 10 songs that I play. Um, I go play about two minutes of each one. Some of them are only about two minutes long, so sometimes I play the whole song. Okay. Uh, number five is always a vibe, so I play something dope, like some Sway Lee or mm. something. From you know, what do you do? What do you mean? You just let it play, then you. I just let it play, then I come back. It? I tell some history about the song, okay, what album you. it's from, okay. where I discovered it, it's that dope. kind of stuff. And then the number one song is usually like the song I'm playing the most that week. Hmm. But number five is you should let me come on, and then one week, and I'll play my top ten favorite. Oh, songs. a bunch of trap music. I mean, listen, you're welcome on. Any no, time. I mean like my my top ten favorite songs, like ever. Oh, ever? Yeah. You're welcome on any time, man. I yeah. think that'd yeah, be interesting. We'll switch it up like that. Yeah, yeah. for sure. But that's what AMP Radio. So that's what I do, my music Sounds suggestions. Dope, but, it's, you know, so we're going to stick it to recommendations corner will only be TV and movie for me uh, okay. on here. So I'm gotcha. done with I'm done with music. I do music over on Patreon now. Cool. Uh, so yeah. TV, Yellow Jackets. It's probably my favorite show on TV other than um, Thousand Pound Sisters. Fantastic television. Yeah. And Don't Look Up. This movie, friend, is insane. It is it's a parody movie, but the movie is exactly how it would happen if it happened. The movie is about a meteor coming towards Earth mm-hmm. and how society is so <sighs> brain dead and fixated on social media and politics that they don't worry about what's coming from the sky. They're like, how do we spin this? How do we, oh, how do we, oh, let's make a meme about it. And it's, I don't want to give away the ending, but. It's a fantastic movie, and it is exactly how it would play out if that thing was to happen. So Don't Look Up is a great movie. There's also a uh, documentary that just came out on HBO Max. The name is escaping me right now. It's about the Sean Suter death, the, t- the officer Sean Suter who was killed in, back in like 2016. Oh, yeah. And it goes over everything. The mm. Gun Trace Task Force, some of the, st- some of the theories about how he didn't commit suicide. It's absolutely the most like thorough. It's the comprehensive Gun Trace Task Force, Sean Suter documentary. Everything mm-hmm. you want to know about, you know, because we've mentioned it on here before, the Gun Trace Task Force. We mentioned Sean Suter before. But everything that you need to know about all of that stuff is in this documentary. And I can't remember what it's called right now, but it's absolutely fantastic. And it's, a, it's an interesting story, man. And his death is still unsolved. It's absolutely insane. So, man. yeah, so those are three things that I've been watching. Uh, I know you've been busy, but you've been home also. been break. I mean, watch anything? Uh, a little bit. I mean, I've been home for like two days, maybe. Through the whole Christmas? I, I haven't yeah. seen you in like two weeks. I mean, I'm home. I work. So okay, I work. for your work. But like, if you... I went to go see Encanto. I seen that. I'm sorry? Encanto. What's that? The the Disney movie. That movie that came out. I, mean, I, don't, have, I don't have kids. Oh, well, man. that's cool. Encanto. Movie. 
Have you seen um? I forgot that name. I got that movie, but um, yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah, you seen that? I love Coco. Right, me too. Is it in the same the same kind of thing? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'll keep an eye on it. Encanto. Yep. Okay. Other than that. <laughs> All right. Well, tw- uh, uh, New Year, same thing. Uh, well, we're, uh, this has been another. Oh, let me switch. I got to switch back to the sounds oh. from this podcast, not those. I've been Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Francis Evans, and let's get 2022 rocking. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to say something cool. <laughs> Deuces. <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.